0: mm <clears throat> games should take place in fantastic worlds. The focus of the game should be on role-playing and having a good time. The core values of hashtag RPGate and any good tabletop group are escapism, not representation, entertainment over activism, and natural, organic inclusion, not forced diversity. The charity we support is the Wounded Warrior Project a national, nonpartisan organization whose mission is to honor and empower wounded warriors. Please refer to the description below for the link to where you can make your hopefully tax-deductible donation. Join us Thursday and Saturday evenings on twitch.tv slash legionofmyth to watch Heathen Dog and his team of dirty casuals play multiplayer games for your mockery and enjoyment. Here on our YouTube channel, you can watch these game-related segments live every Sunday at 1 p.m. Central Time, or check out the Friday Night Show stream where our panel of guests opine, comment, and editorialize on the TTRPG hobby as a whole. Please like this video and leave a comment to appease the algorithm gods. Share this video on your favorite social media platforms to help us peer out of the shadows cast over us. And if you have not done so already, please subscribe to Legion Myth for more tabletop RPG goodness. And we want to thank all of you wonderful people who support us monetarily. Your gracious donations help us provide giveaways, maybe even some today, produce more content, and generally give back to Legion Myth community as a whole. We ha- we're encroaching 4,500 YouTube subscribers, and we're thankful for each and every one of you. And check the description below for the links to the various Legion Myth sites. Social media, Discord, merch, etc. All right. Whew, finally get all that out of the way. Thank God they're in video format. So hello, legionnaires, and welcome to episode 149 of RPG Digest. I am John Maxley Aushlow. Along with me, as usual, is Brett Heathen Dog Grismer. And along with him is the rest of the state of Michigan, apparently, as we once again welcome back to RPG Digest, our friends and fellow gamer nerds who somehow found time between shipping packages and preparing for Gen Con, Kevin Sambita and Sean Owen Robertson from Palladium Books. How is everybody doing today?
1: Good. You got it right. Right in between.
0: We're uh, we're carving out some time for you guys. <laughs> well, I was really surprised when you kicked back the email and said, hey, let's do it Sunday. I was like, really? <laughs> okay. We didn't want
1: you to wait to open nope. packages. We, we But also it's one of those things we're going to be tired later. So
2: might as well do it now. He's had that for almost two weeks now, and it, it's been—it's been its own little precious. It has. Look at it. I, I could see while he's on stream, he'll.
0: It's, it was sitting on my unboxing desk that I have over yep. there. That I never use anymore, and I'm—I want to open it right <laughs> uh, uh, but you know to appease me in the meantime i did get two other packages i got to uh open one we won't talk about because it's for some home stuff and the other one was dragon bane but now i finally get to get to open up this bad boy uh, just just up front though i don't know if I, I don't think i said it for the stream it did come kicked somebody threw it Yep. so we'll Ooh. find out <laughs> my Sorry. wife took pictures of it she's like i didn't do it <laughs>
2: the usps yeah. special delivery i know right there you go. <laughs> it's,
0: it's it's alabama man they're, they're shaking it to see what was in there <laughs> so but no it's, i really appreciate having you guys here especially at this time hopefully we don't waste too much of your time but definitely want to have a good conversation because every time you guys are on it is fun and i can tell you uh the last time we were on we had uh people with thoughts thoughts for us saying, it's good that you took it to them. Ah! And then thoughts like, I hope they never show up on your show again. You were so rude to them. So it's it's great that, you know, we had both sides of that. And uh the, the fact is, like I keep telling everybody, they're adults. We're adults. We're gamer nerds. We have fun. We, we all have passion for it. Obviously, they have passion for it because they run it. We have passion for it because we talk about it. This is how people are. So... So I want to thank you guys for your... So just before we get into, you know, heavy topics, uh, what have you guys been up to? I mean, obviously it's Titan Robotics, but uh, what have you been up to? How have things going for both of you? Good. Yeah. It's,
3: it's been super, like you said, it's been super hectic. We wanted to make sure we get everything out. We wanted to ship like a month ago, but we had uh, some printing issues. Oh. We had to wait. And that was very frustrating for us because we oh, were sitting on half the product. You know, like you're... You're saying, oh, my gosh, I've been sitting on this box for two weeks. Try six weeks before you can oh, yeah. ship.
1: Yeah, well, that and then the the other shipping issue, the, the yeah. shipping issue with um, the, the fulfillment yeah. Yeah. partner.
3: Who
0: they, is that indicative? And I'm asking this question because uh, so I also I get a lot of free league stuff because, you know, we as far as like we like palladium for our more. Are lore centric. Are are. Cr- I hate saying the word crunchy because it has a negative connotation. But our crunchier, more in depth games. But I like the free league stuff for the more rules light type games. And they right. have nothing but horrible problems with shipping. It's not the company. Free league. Matter of oh. fact, free league is great. But right. the shipping has been horrible. Shipping is just a nightmare
1: in general, especially post pandemic. Yeah. The the worldwide logistics um yeah. things that happened. Um, I mean, I hear. That's one of the things I hear, hear all the time behind the scenes when I was, you know, in the weekly um, Pinnacle meetings. You know, I, I I don't have really time for those anymore. Um, but uh, I used to be in their meetings weekly for years yeah. and, and we I would just hear all this stuff. And, and, and they're very organized, very prepare everything ahead of time type of people. And they're constantly getting curveballs. And sure enough. <laughs> we're running into the same types of things now i think that we've gotten a lot of things ironed out yeah but we had a um the printer that we've been using kevin been using for 40 years was bought by a competitor and a
3: big conglomerate and mm -hmm. we are not happy with them
1: nope so So, i mean in the end everybody's getting really great quality products but there were literal days we spent hand sorting through books to make sure that the
0: ones that they hadn't uh, done a good job with printing, got sent back. Well, then I, I wasn't going to was bring this up, but since sent it like there, that. we do have one of our Discord members who got a book that was not cut properly. <sighs>
1: so th- the, the good thing is contact us. We, ha- we should have plenty of um, copies to send any replacements that are necessary. It was really weird. It was really weird because the things that we ran into yeah. were very random, like yeah. stuff that Kevin nor I, but especially Kevin, has so much experience he'd never seen it before mm-hmm. and um we tried to go through everything by hand but if yeah. someone we did actually did go through just about everything by hand yep. which was a lot of time
0: um yeah just we need to see
1: photos we just send us a photo, photo of the
3: book and, of the book and,
1: and, we'll, and we'll be happy to release okay. it.
0: Yeah. I, I'll let you all work that out because this definitely is not a, a stream where we're going to complain about everything. Yeah. But no. If no, no. I mean, because we played, you mentioned he, that. That was good. You
3: know, no. It was, it just, that's, it's just frustrating please. because I, I had used a particular printer for 40 years. This would have been 40 years that we used McNaughton and Gunn. They were just godly, high-quality, customer-oriented, right. and now to be dealing with a big conglomerate who could give, you know, doesn't care. So, but the it's good thing is...
1: Yeah, we've got... I mean, you can contact us, our help desk, you can contact us through backer kit, or you can call our office. Right. Um, so that's, I mean, we're here, you know, um, weekdays, Monday through Friday, uh, business hours. So, and we we're, we're happy to take care of any issues that, that, uh, people run into, um, you know, and sometimes weird things happen in yeah. shipping too. Um, you know, so whatever it is, just give us a call, give us a photo.
2: We, we're happy to help. We're happy to you know, help. You know, what worst case scenario. What's that? Max opens up his, his box yeah, right. and it's all jacked up. I mean, it's, it's all upside down, pages are backward. There's there's no numbers on it. It is because like, you what?
3: know what? I, I personally packed that box <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I threw the books on the ground a couple times first, rubbed it in This dirt. is for the last live stream. Right. Yeah, there yeah, go. <laughs> I just threw it in a box and people are like, Aren't you going to put some padding in there? I'm like, Pfft.
2: Yeah, yeah, a big dump. <laughs> <Okay. of intro laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like
0: uh, but you know what? I still appreciate it because Kevin said he took the time to do that personally. Exactly. <laughs> now I have
2: Kevin's DNA.
0: <laughs> that's a little weirder than I was going. Okay.
2: That, that's, uh, yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. Let's
0: move on. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't spit on it, so that was you know, me. It's, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, if you want, uh, so that we can we can move on with things here, uh, I'll start opening this. We can talk yeah. about uh, about what's in here. And, well hang on and, and, hang on before we do that let's uh you want to hit those super chats
2: yeah the super chats okay. crafty
0: oh did you see the did, you know did you see the rules for yeah, super yeah, chats $2 for dollars okay. is
2: like when, when we get to it i figure that was when this is yeah, not when we uh, get to it it's good time and yeah. then anything anything over a certain amount is like immediate crafty says it's sunday have you tithed today well i guess what kevin has kevin has tied his book cover was cut short as well well kevin now you know. I mean, if, if you go to the, to the Palladium website, you'll get their phone number, you'll get their email for the customer service. Everything's going to be there best. for you. Take, take some pictures of the problem, you know, with, a, with you with a thumbs down in the background, you know, <laughs> just to add to effect. And, uh, and they will set you up. Don't worry about it. I prefer the tiers. Oh, the tiers? You got to have the, the Indian by the side of the road tier. <laughs> and then, then you're good to go uh yeah we um,
1: sort it through all the all the hard covers but um you know there could have been actually you know actually that's my my own copy yeah. is a little cut short on the cover so well, yeah so you, you know
0: stuff. there is one important question knowing that you're using a, a new printer now are we no longer going to get the palladium peel Uh oh no
1: no no, no. no, no it's good. it'll be the same oh. yeah. it'll be the same
0: i all gotta right, have all. that it yeah, is funny how it. many people wrote comments on that I don't think a single one complained. Everyone's no. like, yeah, my no, I
1: played him.
2: all character to them.
1: Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, also, it's like, you know, 30 years later and the book's still around, right? Yeah, so. yeah. I
2: mean, <laughs> it's, it's very, very few books I've ever seen that have peeled to the point where they're in trouble. They've only peeled to the point where you can tell. That's basically it. My TMNT book, it pretty much
0: came off. But I mean, again, really old book. I've used it a lot of times. In fact, right, somebody was asking me to run a TMNT game. I've never actually run a TMNT game. All of my games, even with the old school version of it, have always been after the bomb. Oh mm,
2: I thought you ran it nope, the game. No,
0: the game I ran for you guys was after the bomb also. Remember oh, mom? It
2: was, it was it was the first edition the one though, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, absolutely okay. the first edition. All right. Yeah. I
0: all right. So got? right off the bat, got a note here. Uh oh. I'll let you all read it. Like, all right. Yay. <laughs> <Hagen and Archie. laughs> nice. All right. Appreciate that.
2: <laughs> oh, a box within a box. Dang it. Now I'm not going to have a broken book. I can't sue. Well, no. Hang on. <laughs> it could still be screwed up. You know that. Yeah, won't we'll come out. We just got to get over the Russian nesting doll thing and then you're good to go. <laughs> uh, Matroska. Yeah, actually, it's just box after box. There's nothing in there with packing <laughs> boxes. Woohoo! Oh, my cats will be happy. <laughs> yeah. Cats and small children. Loving the boxes, man. <laughs> Loving the boxes. wonder if that says something about them.
0: All right. Right on top here we have, and I'll, I'll get to this a little bit. We have the Rift Cyberwork deck of cards. Now, this is the playing cards, right? Like actual yep. poker cards? Okay. Yep. yep. Sweet.
2: Uh, let's... What, what, are the pictures normal? Well, no, no, no. Don't tell me. <laughs>
0: what do you mean normal?
2: <laughs> like the normal king, queen, stuff like that. Or is it... Uh, is we'll it find Pro, out. Oh, that would be cool. Definitely feels like a new deck. All right. Well, straight off the bat, there's your ace. Hey, it is special. That's nice. That's uh,
0: that let's just, I mean, here's the suits. So there you go. You can see a suit. Okay. Spades.
2: Yeah. Uh, normal cards, but the face cards.
0: Yeah. Nice. Is there a theme to each of the different?
1: Um... Yeah. So, so Spades is Cyberworks. So like Archie's Secret Army and, and sure. the characters like Hagen and Archie and stuff. Um okay. Then uh Hearts is the Shimerians. Okay. Uh the, the face is the Mechanoids, yep. And then um uh, Diamonds is Titan Robots.
0: I like that it's one. Nice.
1: So yeah. Is. Yeah. And uh the 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 jokers are fun too. So um
0: I'll show one of those in a second here. All right. Uh where am I? oh there's a joker. I took it out already. Habit! Yeah, <laughs> let's see if I can get so that out the, yeah. Yeah. Hope I trim my nails. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But uh, just so everybody knows, as I'm put, I'm not a poker player. I actually don't get into card games. When I was a kid, I was forced to play cribbage like dang near every day of my life. So if you want to see me have Epileptic Fix, uh no. Tell That's me, a I a have to play thing. cribbage.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I was forced to play cribbage as well.
0: Oh my God, dude! Fifteen. 12. Anyway, so <laughs> uh, but these are definitely high quality cards. They're not cheap paper cards. They're that that plasticish card. There's the other Joker for you. Yep.
1: Uh And. So, again, the and the Earthsaver one, and then the other one is the, uh, um, the Republicans. Yeah. So.
0: You you will have no issue shuffling these at all. Uh, it definitely feels like a solid. deck, yeah, and Believe me.
1: They're linen, premium linen. These are really nice cards. Linen is that what it's called? Yeah, we're really happy with the the premium print quality. Um, so very, very happy with. Well,
0: these this decks. is gonna sit next to my deck of Iraqis that I have from the Gulf War, because <laughs> I think that's my only other deck of cards that that's I have.
2: <laughs> you have your you have your kill deck.
0: Yeah. Well, what is it? Well, remember when I went to Kuwait? Pretty yeah. much everybody had. this. Everybody things, got so. one. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. And we have uh, the obligatory advertisements, you know. We can advertise up the website. Oh, right. Yeah. What is this? And then, by the way, this is something I do appreciate. And I know this might sound very simplistic, but uh, separating stuff. little yeah. plastic had, Because I've actually had things stick together. And, like, those things shouldn't have stuck together. Well, whether they should have or shouldn't have, it's, like, 400% humidity down here. Everything sticks. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely appreciate that and what do we have here is this artwork
3: or is this Yep, that's the print set
1: that's the color print set yep
0: okay so let's show everybody that it's in a what do you call these comic book cellophane yep oh, thank you Plastidum. see i don't do comic books so i don't know crap about
1: yeah oh, that's titan nice. cover.
0: i actually this is the cover for titan robotics right Yeah, I have. I really like that cover. I don't know. There's something about the style of that Death Machine, but also kind of looking like Robbie the Robot, you know, kind of thing going on there. I absolutely love that dichotomy, especially as somebody who wants to develop a a, a setting that is very pulpy based, kind of old Buck Rogers style. You know, I look at that, I'm like, that is so perfect for what I'm going to be trying to put together. Uh, You
2: want to hit that super chat? Yep. since it's it's that's one penny off twenty dollars we'll, off, i know We'll let it count well this is good a uh, game with adhd says kevin uh notice uh no sean in there that's uh, <laughs> that, that, that is going to be a thing well, I've, I've been around for 40 years of, of i gaming. mean uh do, do you have a red wig because you're definitely that stepchild all right uh, <laughs> kevin, thank you for nearly 40 years of entertainment from my start with robotech through riffs and all the others i appreciate you sean ah damn it I'm looking okay. forward to see what slash how you contribute to Palladium. Already has. And then us, keep it up. Okay. We'll do. We will. Well, thank you. enjoy Titan Robotics.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I can
0: promise you this just to prepare you. There are some Rifter questions coming later. Oh, sure.
1: Uh, another okay, one that this yeah. is the
0: Cyberworks one, right? Yeah. Yep.
1: That's the original Sourcebook one cover, which yeah. we're now using for the Cyberworks collection. Yep. yep.
0: Are these the same artist? No. OK,
1: well, I no. like both First artists one, then. So it's, uh yeah, Mike Majestic did the um, Titan Robotics cover. Okay. Um, and, and but the, it's
3: based off of Kevin Long's work, which was right. Kevin Long's designs cover, and colors. Yeah.
1: So no, I think Mike did a great job um, homaging yeah. that style, yeah. keeping it consistent.
3: OK, we're
0: about to hit my riffs ignorance here. This is a mechanoid, right? Yeah. Yep. All right. Whew. Got one right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have to ask. That's heathen though.
2: from the well, an homage, I guess. If you're if you're making having new uh new artists from the uh from the mechanoids book. Okay, I definitely want to know more about this one. This is awesome.
1: Yeah, that's Shimmer, That's the Shimmerian Nation cover.
0: Yep, yep. Shimmerian Nation. I've I've heard that twice down the last couple of weeks. What is that?
1: Uh, uh, it's a book about the Shumerians.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm, you, I'm, do do I'm, you want to spoil it? I mean I'm, I'm, are you gonna cover it, Heathen Dog? Yeah, that's true. Do we want to spoil it? Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. do you want to spoil it? I mean I mean it, I don't think we should I think we should be a no spoilers. Okay, okay. okay. Right. the Shamerians
1: right. are a uh let's see a race of um alien warrior alien women. cyborg warrior women yeah. that live okay. on the yeah, east we'll, coast we'll, we'll go with that. Yeah, we'll go with that. Patrol the patrol the east coast and they're famously xenophobic. So that's a whole source book about them.
0: Death by Snoo Snoo.
1: Yep. Exactly. And that's the new source book
0: one revised cover. Nice. Okay.
1: Revised and expanded.
0: So, so. when you, when you say revised, uh, what has been revised about the source books?
3: It depends on which source book. I mean, typically we add another 32 to 64 pages. Yeah. If it material. says
1: expanded, there's usually a lot more material and then revised means,
3: um, I know a lot of We'll go in just, yeah, just kind of update things and, and add more details maybe. about yeah. stuff and, you know, that kind of thing. We edit
0: What's really awesome about these? I have to measure them. These eight and a half by 11 or the yes. eight by 10s? Oh, yeah. perfect. Because I have a bunch of eight and a half by 11 certificate frames at work. Those oh, are okay. going to go up at work.
1: <laughs> there you go. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> We're really, really happy with how,
0: how beautifully those came out. So, um. and then piece de resistance titan robotics hardcover
2: look at that foil mm. the gold foil, foil cover, yep. yeah it's a giant pokemon card it's a giant <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and inside we got right off the bat you got your yep,
1: yep. cover in uh, sheets Yep. all
2: right Colour- check to make sure the pages are cut correctly
0: well i, I didn't have a soft cover so i'm good Okay. And in here, it's kind of hard. Unlike, well, to be fair, that Castles and Crusades book had <laughs> bad cutting on the inside, but no. Uh, there we go. And I've already thumbed through the, uh, the PDFs that you sent, so I, g- I generally know what's in here. I didn't read it word for word, but I did go through I really like the layout. I, re- I remember when I went through it, I was like, this is the type of source book that uh, you can sit down and whatever you need, you can find. And it's in a very uh, consistent order, which as a technical writer... <laughs> I might not be good at writing narrative style anything, but as a technical writer, if I were QCing this, I, I gave it uh, a, a good on the QC side. Not that that matters to you guys. <laughs> oh, me. I mean, it
1: that's, matters to me. And that's what I spent a lot of my time on was, I mean, if see people have seen the Titan Robotics, um the raw preview edition. I think Matt Clements wrote a great book, but I reordered everything um to give it that consistency and, and stuff. Yeah. And, um, and that's, and that's also like, that's my layout, right? Uh, okay. Work for for that as well. So it's got my writing, my layout.
0: This is a perfect page to show off. I know it's not big on the screen. One of the things I think I commented to you guys on, if it wasn't to you, it was to our discord was I love what I, what I termed the three styles of art in there. There's some very simplistic line drawings, there's some very well shaded art, and then there's some very homage, I guess we've got long style uh, art in there that I thought was balanced really well. It wasn't like overly simplistic, but because there's some definitely high quality art in there, but the simplistic art even made sense. It set the tone for the page. I was actually surprised because I normally don't care too much about art in a game. You know, uh, in the old days, my favorite game had some of the worst art ever done in, in all of gaming. Yet I still love the game. Right. Uh, but this is one of those that when I looked at it, was, I don't know what caught me about it. But I was like the balance between the simplicity, the nostalgia and the high quality the shaded art. I was like, I really liked how that was put together. And if I didn't send that to you, well, there you go. Thank you. Yeah. We, we, we worked hard on that. And uh, yeah,
1: there's, uh, I think that um, uh, Stephen Cummings yeah. really did a bang up job with yeah. a lot of the artwork um, yeah. that we ended up using. So, um, and, and he, he was really able to, he and Mike Majestic are, have been really good at finding that balance, right, for, between black and white and then you know, homaging what's come before, but doing something new and exciting. So, I mean, duh, he works for Marvel. You know, Mike does stuff yeah. with, with Hollywood. Wow. Yeah. But this book is uh, huge. yeah, a lot of people may not realize, a lot of fans may not realize we've got some really talented oh, guys yeah. that we're working with yeah. for art. So, we're super excited to be working with them.
0: That's excellent. Uh, I did not expect this book to be this huge. I was like trying to find the bottom of it. This uh, Cyberworks collection. Now, what is the Cyberworks collection?
1: So, the Cyberworks collection is what is it? The biggest book that has ever printed. Um, it's up
3: there, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. I think it is. I think when we, we did the page yeah. count, it was a little over anything we'd done before. Yeah, it's three
3: hundred and eighty-four pages.
1: So it's um, it's the the sourcebook one revised, sourcebook two Mechanoids, sourcebook shimerian nation, okay. and it has rifts aftermath, and there's an extra page, um, in the cyberworks section, of, um, stuff that I updated from a rifter article by Mark Sumimoto, um, for new Archie, weapons um so that there's some new cyberworks weapons and that's just a page so we don't usually list it in the bullet points but yeah, um sure. i thought it was you know now archie's bots don't just all have laser rifles um no they can have ion pistols and plasma weapons and particle beams um but yeah um and then it's all remastered so yeah. it's all relayed out um with high res uh edited index. scans edited index um yeah oh, that's. Yeah. So you've got <laughs> right. and yeah, and so and then each when when you're going through the book, each time you run into a new book, there's the cover, a black mm-hmm. and white cover, yeah. as well as well as we retain the original dedication and credits so that everybody's getting their due, you know, credit there. Is um, there but, a reason
0: you picked those three books specifically?
1: Well, th- so we they're basically source book one um, is about the beginning of that cyberworks and Archie and Hagen that story. And then Sourcebook Two, the Mechanoids, continued with that, and then Shimerian Nation is also related, and then we have the stuff from Rifts Aftermath. What what we wanted was, Kevin and I ran into when Titan Robotics comes out. You know, there's this legacy, but how does someone going to jump in, and get caught up with the whole 30 years of storytelling, um, or what if you know a lot of our fans. They've lost their collections over the years. You
0: know, a girlfriend
1: threw it out. They sold it. Whatever, I've heard right?
0: that more than I care to admit We're here that. all the
2: time. Especially so, the know, girl thing. It's amazing. Right? <laughs> oh, my oh, God. I've or heard, somebody, right? I I heard so many stories. Even even, a, even a friend had this problem. My cousin did uh, happen. It's, it's, uh, it's role-playing books, comic books, and trading cards. Yeah. Girls will get mad and just take them, oh, yeah. burn them, shred them, whatever. Wow. <laughs> And then, you know, they 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 wonder why they get beat the fuck No. Nope. Nope. Stop it. No.
3: <laughs> Stop. So So I just want to point out that two things. One, despite your your box having been drop kicked, everything's good.
1: Damaged, everything's in really good shape. You're yep. very welcome.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I am glad the personal touch that. was in there. Even even yeah. though I did find the spittle on page what was not just but, uh,
3: No, I, no. Uh, these are it that's the goal the gold collector's edition. This is what the uh, the mass market edition will look like.
0: And this is one of those things where I I struggle with because it's for me, it's fun to say I have this and this is a really good cover. Like I I like this style of cover. But when I put it in my collection, anytime i have the special edition it, it always stands out <laughs> like like i have all the stuff and then that's the one that stands out too stand out like i don't well, know i just have this really ocd mind
2: that's why it's like that you know it's i know than the other books. Means i just have
0: to buy another one. Oh no <laughs> well to, to be fair like this is going to help me a lot just paging through it and you explaining what's in here and me paging through this uh i mean i'm gonna have to do a lot of conversion but I'm not a riffs guy. I'm an after the bomb guy, but I'm going to use a ton of this for my after the bomb idea.
1: Oh, nice. so uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think, you know, you, you can do that for sure. Um, and uh, it, it is a, it is a beautiful book. It's, but it's really yes. good. If you want to flip through, it's all right there in one spot um, for people. We've had a lot of fans. So some fans will be like, why are you reprinting this? And other fans are like, thank you so much. This is the favorite thing you've ever done. And so, you I think know, most
0: of our fans are in that second camp. Mm. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so I mean that's the that's the that's why we do it because so many people ask for it and enjoy it um, So we're really glad and then I also want to point
3: it. out because obviously a number of people are think so this This is not shortcut. This is the way the the stinking printer cuts their books Right some printers do that where you have a little bit of the white page. It doesn't go to the edge
1: Yeah, it's like right. a, there's like an eighth of an inch or so.
3: Yeah uh, that's 16, so Weird it is like this is our other printer that we're moving to and they cut their books normal so okay you don't yeah have that that white edge yeah it's it's
1: just some of it is just it's it's a it's a like like we said it's it's industry standard but it's a something different than what people yeah. might have seen the previous and
3: days. it's different than
1: yeah but I mean, if you have if if it is more than just you know if if you think if that, it's not it just like, that, if
3: you think it's damaged, send some photos yeah.
0: I think it is just that, to be honest with you, from the yeah. picture that I saw, that's unfortunate. yeah, uh, I'll tell you right now if uh, I don't want that printing standard. <laughs> I might well, have let, a couple of books behind me like that, and if that's becoming normalized, i'll 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 get a PDF and print it out elsewhere myself. I know that might seem like a little <laughs> issue, but that's not a little issue to me. No, for us, the same. We agree. We didn't ask
1: for that. We didn't expect that. That's how they do. We their books. put in the order, then they got bought, right? And then it was everything changed. So that again, that's kind of the stuff that we're dealing with. Yep. Um, that yes, yeah, so that's why. And they and they're not. I mean, I don't want to spend half this time no. bashing right. that <laughs> printer. But the point is, we're we're going to a different printer now.
3: And that's why, like this is, this is our new book, and it's it's perfect
1: yeah what people you know, are used to what we're used to the, our preferred our preferred way of cutting that right so well
0: I, th- I think again the people who like palladium books uh the people who are like i'm slowly i didn't realize i was doing this but i've slowly got a couple people interested in palladium books i somehow sold some beyond the supernatural for you <laughs> uh but uh but when they look at stuff like they, they like to know that you know how do i say this that that it's not ignorance like oh we didn't know that was like that no you guys are on top of it so the fact that you know you've got the answers ready you're aware of that this is going on you have that's just the style of cutting I don't think anybody I know would uh would recognize that I think everybody I know thinks that's a mistake so having that legitimate answer out there is I think what they're looking for even if they don't like what happened yeah and it's a little different you know
1: um than than say like if your book is like half an inch cut too deep or something like that yeah. they trimmed it wrong let us know right but if it is just that that slightly different style of the cover that is intentional i guess they figure it's easier to flip through right well, yeah whatever it's well, however whatever they're reason they're, they have for that but
3: they're oriented you know it's just i've seen that before and yeah i, I don't like it either like i said we stayed with mcnaughton and gun for 40 years because we loved tried out other printers as, you know the big conglomerate that bought them is you know transitioning everything to the way they do stuff and we don't like it which is why we're looking elsewhere yeah and and, and, and working with with
1: companies that care are, care and and yeah. i mean it's i don't know it's really interesting you know on our side when you call up a company and you know the the customer service reps that are still working with us are like sorry they this is how they do it now blah blah and then this other company we're talking to them next up, next thing we know we're having a video call with one of the owners
3: yeah it was awesome so we we reprinted yeah, like. with this our new company we reprinted where is it there it is riffs africa it looks nice but if you compared it to the original printing it's a little it, dark. it's it's darker rather which kind of fits this cover and, and the content inside uh because you're fighting the four horsemen of the apocalypse but yeah, we raised our bad concern. Day. Yeah. we raised our concern about.
1: <laughs> hey, this isn't a, a, the, the, a the color a, a, a you know a one for one reproduction. Of yeah, the it seemed
3: oversaturated. You know. Yeah, and I get this email from them saying, well, we'd like to have a talk with you um, Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever is better for you." And I'm like, "Okay." And, and so we have this this Zoom call, and this lady I've never seen before is is on there, and she's like, "Hi, I'm I'm Lynn, um, I'm one of the owners." And I'm like, holy yeah, shit. Yeah, Kevin and I, I
1: looked at each other. We're like, what? <laughs>
3: <laughs> but it's great, right? But the, and, then, and that's the kind of company we want to work with, uh-huh. someone who cares so enough where one of the owners is on the call to say, we want to work this out. We want your business. We appreciate your books. they got beautiful artwork. We and want to reproduce it nicely. And we're like, wow, that's and
1: great. They they got um, the uh, the Yen Sloth uh, re- revised and expanded um, printed yeah. in time for Gen Con.
3: So oh, yeah, in the course of this conversation, you know, I was lamenting some of our woes of this other company. And I said, normally I said, I would have reached out to them. And uh, again, McNaughton and Gunn, there are many times where we're like, Oh, we're slow, so behind a deadline. Can you cram this out? And they're like, yes, well, not anymore if this conglomerate. Right. Mm-hmm. So while I'm talking to them and there's like, well, when do you need it? And I'm like, well, we're going to need it in like 10 days. Uh, and they're like we'll get it to you. Oh nice. Like, what?
1: <laughs> they got it. yeah, they were like we can get you a couple hundred. Yeah. So, yeah, we got them
0: Friday. For, that for it's theirs. great to hear right. that because with prices going up one of the things that uh, is going all over my Third discord is how people down. are buying yeah. games for you know from whatever company is like prices are going up 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 up. I actually haven't seen you guys. Obviously prices do go up a little bit, but I haven't seen palladium jack up the prices to the same extent that some of these yeah. other companies have
1: really doing our best to hold yeah. the line we hope everybody appreciates that because sure it'd be a lot easier <laughs> to just jack up the prices but you know we're but we spend uh, people are like oh what do you guys spend all your time doing why don't we getting in book blah, blah 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 you know it's like well hey we're also doing all this right we're and it's and it's that's one of the things i'm glad to be here is it's not just kevin anymore it's me and kevin Reaching out, contacting different companies, talking to people. Of course, looking you know, ways to solve different problems.
2: The, you're there. So that's why in the office, there's single ply toilet paper, really crappy coffee, <laughs> you know,
0: all that stuff. to... to
2: Everybody you know, had to take a quality
1: life cut for me. Yeah. <laughs>
2: exactly. I did for my salary.
0: As somebody who still works for the government, I resemble that <laughs> remark.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a big fan of the single ply. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> oh hold on you can't see
0: it on the screen unfortunately but on rumble we just got a $50 uh chat i think this is a good time so, thanks oh, nice. kevin and crew for the amazing years of gaming i took serious advantage of the uh, christmas in july big time but you need more cs shirts uh <laughs> we'll be we'll be opening my kickstarter later today oh that's right because uh flady is uh is are you wait, are you creating something i didn't know that We'll my, or are you guys yeah. kid doing Kickstarter? I'm confused. Oh but, uh, so Flady, if you if you're I I didn't know what it is you should post it on my Discord Flady or your your Discord and you know I can I can shout out for you on, on streams. But for $50 he gets a shout out you guys get a shout out and yeah um we've we've been told that recently uh like you you cost me so much money and like oh uh what do are, what are you buying free leak stuff because I'm covering that no palladium man I'm like oh sorry my bad <laughs> 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 so that that's good and I'm and I'm glad that uh I'm glad that's happening because you know We have you on, not just to help our channel. No, we have you because we love Palladium books, and if more people are
2: buying it, that makes us happier. So, Now, wait, wait. Knowing that, knowing that is true. We love Palladium books. Knowing that is true. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. We we got something here. When will we see an Africa revised and expanded? Okay, stop. No, no, don't answer yet. (laughs) Don't answer yet. What I want to know is when you're going to turn Africa into an actual book. (laughs) see uh africa has has the problem and uh spirit west has has this problem as well but more so but i understand it more it is every other world book has a a rich rich enough backstory and set up a whole bunch of adventure hooks after the main storyline like the main storyline africa is undoubtedly the horseman right that that's it and then the secondary storyline is that is that butthead in egypt yeah, the, the uh, butthead the, dragon the, in Egypt, the, Ram, Rama, 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 Rama eats yeah. But uh, so, but after that,
4: how much go you want to, to Europe?
2: Europe? How much <laughs> you want to vote?
1: Go away now? You know, that's it. And, and there are there's a Splugor, there's a, there are splugar trade hubs that are listed in that book as well. So you could all. But you're right. There's, there's yeah. not
3: there's not a ton of. Uh, we had originally planned on doing more at some point sooner than we
2: have actually
3: done
2: okay um, yeah. so you know, there, was, there were it, thoughts on it there were thoughts on it there were there were back burner plans but they never got to the forefront
3: yeah yeah okay.
2: and it's
1: that's why it's not on even like it was never even announced even yeah. right you know for kevin back in the day right yeah. <laughs> when um but yeah no i mean we, we maybe in
3: the future that's you're right not it's probably, not as world booky as some other books oh no it's no or,
2: well it's it's yeah. it's got better world book feel than spirit west even though i still believe spirit west is a better book than africa it does it it shouldn't say world book on it because it literally has no overall storyline like every oh that, yeah that's the one that oh. should,
0: should have been combined with new yeah, west combined
2: yeah. with uh with new west it's And sort of uh, like, like, a, like i, I, said, I understand it. it says in the in the foreword, hey this was supposed to be in new west but it grew and right. blossomed out of control, and we couldn't fit it in that book unless we wanted <laughs> it, a four hundred. It's sort of a book. New
1: West source yeah. book, but,
2: exactly. I mean, but it says World Book on it, and I'm like, well, no, it's not. But I'll, no, I'll also not. push back
1: a little personally because when I was doing um, all the cartography for the second edition um, Rifts for Savage Worlds map, um, there's it does list a lot of locations and a lot of unique cultures um, that you know the various Native American tribes and groups have. Um, right. It's just it doesn't dive as deep, right? Yeah. And if you really want a campaign that dives into that, I would check out Terror on the Dark Frontier*. Um, by Savage Worlds. By Savage. Well, well, by Pinnacle for by Savage. By Pinnacle Worlds. for Savage Worlds. <clears throat> um, for Savage Rifts. But it's the first Rifts campaign box set, and um, yeah, it's really, really good in my opinion. I mean, I don't put, I wouldn't put out anything that I think isn't good. Um, but uh, Kevin enjoyed reading it. I I thought the writing was great. Um, I helped organize it and I wrote some portions of it. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you want more of like a campaign that you get to like delve in and actually experience a culture, that's, that's, that one's more focused if you want that
0: experience. Okay. Okay. Could it also be that. You know, every world book to some degree, I mean, they're not supposed to be copies of each other in, in so much as like they'll have five chapters. There's a there's a, a 10 page background, 30 OCCs, 500 pieces of equipment and, like a, all, and then right. two adventures. They're, they're, they're more flexible than that. And and to be that, that's my take anyway. And, and to be fair, there are some and I agree again, as a not a Rifts person, but definitely learning more and more as Heathen thou goes through it. People post it on our discord and so forth. Um I'm learning more and more about uh, why people complain about certain things, but then again, when I sit back and think about it, I was like, are those complaints legit? For example, a complaint I have, just from perceiving from the outside, is, and people brought this up, is like, well, the OCCs in Rifts Africa just aren't useful anywhere.
2: Anywhere now, outside of Africa, they well, well, they're, they're not, are pretty 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 you cool know, viable, cool. really. I mean, you know, there, there's there's a whole lot of juju and 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 medicine man stuff that that for for the boots on the ground village, very useful, very helpful. You always want your medicine man. I, I get it, but you know, take take him out of Africa, put him almost literally anywhere else, and he's like, uh, what do, I do? But, but see, but see, I South wonder America, if
1: South Asia. I think you could use a lot of it for a lot of locations that aren't heavily, like, specifically. Dove into in in Rifts World books personally, okay. Because, but but I would also say the Necromancer. A lot of people, I mean, I think that they gloss over that because there's a lot of cool necromancy stuff in there. There is. I as soon as that came out, I used that with every other place where there was there was necromancy. You know, North America, Europe, like you
2: know, Russia. Yeah, and then we. I I, didn't. I didn't didn't go in. I read read the Necromancer and. You can cool. have a good guy necromancer. That's always viable in, a, in any game. You can do it. But... That's a change what?
0: from what you said on the, what? on the on the last
1: stream. <laughs> well,
2: there's
1: no. also the mind bleeder is in Africa, isn't it?
2: Not that I recall. The mind bleeder is Africa. Well,
0: what will you guys think about that? I just just to finish up my point. My point was that I don't think that they necessarily have to be. And I know that, Kevin, you're on here before saying that all these you know, you can take stuff from here and put it over there and so forth. And we're kind of in the opposite camp where it's like, no, we think you should compartmentalize it more. But I think that the books themselves lend to that just in how the books are written. If you want no, to write an Africa no, campaign right. and have an Africa theme no. in this world, then use the Africa stuff. If you no. want to move it around, you can, but if you're just comparing your plus ones and plus twos to the plus ones and plus twos over here, you know, are no, you playing no, the no. game or are you playing the world? So to speak. It, you
2: know, right. other, oh, go I'm ahead. I'm speaking more about the, the, uh, general OCC fit, not, mm-hmm. not just its powers and abilities, but the, the OCC's. uh, outlook will that work in other areas of the world and sometimes it just doesn't you know because other areas of the world are so vastly different from from where this OCC grew up and became that it just won't fit role-playing wise anywhere else you know like I you are not like uh, yeah certain uh, books are
1: more you know, lend to that better with the OCCs. Right. And I I agree with you. And I think that uh, one thing that I will say about Africa is a lot of even the OCCs and the different things that you've got in there, all of that really kind of builds back into connecting to the forest and the apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. It's for that area in there. And you You know know what?
2: I'm not mad at that because I'm of the camp where world books should stay. You should stay in that world book. (laughs) You want to, you want to go to, to England, start a new campaign. Get new characters start them have them be you know occ's based in great britain or france or ireland or whatever do that stop stop roaming around the world the only person who could do that is aaron tarn you're not aaron tarn piss off
3: (laughs) (laughs) right right well i mean the thing is too you know if you take some of those uh especially low-tech characters more mystically oriented characters um, into a, a high-tech setting, yeah, you're going to have to really focus on your role-playing and be really creative and inventive. And that's sort of like the real world. I mean, if you grab someone who had only been raised in a jungle and threw them in New York City, they're going to be pretty uh, pretty lost.
0: You must have some amazing groups. And I, and I say this because, to be fair, I've had some amazing groups as well. But what I'm running across in more modern times is people only compare the numbers. Nobody wants to play a disadvantaged right. character. Uh, one of the terms we use here is we like to say a character needs to be viable. It doesn't have to be the top, it doesn't have to be the epitome. Yep. It just has to be viable. And yep. man, the I, I on my Discord even people talk about Riffs. Oh, well, Riffs has got this problem because this this OCC sucks when you compare it to this other one. It's like and I sit there and I struggle with that because I get what you're saying, but if your game master is just running a campaign that's all about the plus ones and plus twos, I don't know. Well, I don't, yeah, well I mean it's it's also
1: is it a totally combat focused campaign yeah. how much are you using skills how much are the characters preparing or re- researching how much social core, interaction guys? is in
2: your common game you know because there are there are a lot of OCCs that shine in the social interaction part I, I, I went over that uh, you know a couple months ago on on my on my OCC's list for uh, men-at-arms uh, bards and all this yeah. stuff you know so like, scouts yeah 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 and uh you know you you have to if if you allow an occ in your campaign you have to allow them to shine you have to yeah. allow them to do their job and and do it well and feel good about it because they're supposed to be good at what they do if you don't mm-hmm. let them do what they do well i could just shoot airborne. with my boom
0: gun
1: well <laughs> yeah, well like you know one of, one of the things i did when i was younger right and just you know in high school and all that jazz we're gaming riffs and one of the things i realized because i had a buddy that really liked to play those lower powered characters and he but he really got into the role play so i tried to make sure that everybody got a chance to do some skill checks or some role play that there was something for each player in my game in every session every episode every story right and if you treat it that way as opposed to this is a combat simulator right then then things can really shine, and, and and again, it's like you know, like a uh, with a wilderness scout, you could it could be a totally lame, weak character compared to the hatchling dragon and the combat cyborg and the glitter boy, or they could be super useful if your game master is emphasizing the fact that you're trekking through this, you know, overgrown, dangerous wilderness teeming with monsters. Right, mm-hmm. that could be saving everyone's butt. Right.
0: Oh, the big one from the core book for us that people and Heathen Dog did his best to actually validate it was the Vagabond. Everybody, man, the the words the Vagabond.
2: It's like the skills, man, the skills. It's amazing. You can cover everyone's weak spot. Everybody, yeah, yeah. you, You handle fighting. You're a mage. You you handle magic. You're a psionic. You handle you handle that. I'll but handle if you remember, know, if you remember else.
0: what happened, though, is everything. on our Discord, people kept saying, "Yeah, but this OCC is better than that one in that situation. Yeah, this OCC yeah. is better. Like this, this OCC they,
2: can do all that and more." Blah blah blah. Yeah yeah yeah. There, there's there, I'm, I was talking the main book. The main book. The the vagabond is the skill king. Is the skill king. I mean, well, if, you, if, especially if you're in a city. But even if you're not, you can take skills that aren't. I mean, uh, in, in my game, if you don't have the skill cooking you can make yourself sick. You right. don't know how, no one taught you how to cook. Chicken's pink in the middle. That's fine. <laughs> you know, it's great. Whatever. You know, like, oh, how, how I long like, is I, pork like, pork I like it rare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like it rare. i that. Well, yeah. 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 <laughs> but if you have the cooking skill, I don't make you roll to see if you're going to get sick. It's going to be edible. If you want to roll to see if it's good, you got to succeed. But even if you fail, you're still not going to get sick. It's going to taste like crap. It's going to be burned to shit or whatever. But (laughs) you're going to eat it, right? I agree. You know, so skills, skills, if they're used like that, especially if you have a wilderness scout, it's completely cool to cut down on the random encounters a little bit because your wilderness scout will know that okay, there's a lot of tracks going here. I'm going to circle around. It'll it'll take an extra ten minutes, but we're not going to get jumped by whatever they made these tracks because I don't need that nonsense. <laughs> you know, yep. so just natural stuff like that, where, you know, just having the skill or having the OCC ability or that, even that OCC around is going to benefit you in the background. It's going to streamline your gameplay because of the uh, stuff that they were born and trained to do and they just do it naturally. So they, well, you win more. That's well, how when I
3: designed. When I designed the game system and my worlds, Um, You know, my background, as you guys know, as everyone knows, I would think by this time, you know, I, I started off with the Detroit Gaming Center. So I saw all these different styles of play. And so I consciously designed characters. Like Sean said, he had a guy who liked all these, you know, lower level thinker type characters. I had people like that, too. And every game master, every player has a different style of play. So I try to design my games to accommodate all kinds of you know tastes and choices um but yeah and then it depending on how diverse your your game is the game master may have to think a little bit more and try to make sure that that guy's engaged or has his opportunities to do this or that and again there's nothing wrong with you know i've run into plenty of guys who like yeah our team it's you know we're all uh juicers or we're all you know uh glitter boys and we kick ass and it's like that's great. You you hear some of their games, and I'm like, I don't. Maybe it's not my cup of tea, but if they're having fun, that's great. Like a lot of people kind of, you know, poo-poo power gamers. But let's face it: most people who started gaming, especially if you started young, you were a power gamer. You started out as a power gamer. I have yeah. guys who're like, "Yeah, when I started playing your shit 15 years ago, I we were just blowing snot on everything." <laughs> oh yeah. And, but you know, it's weird. Now that I'm like 35, I like these games that have intrigue and this and that and all this other stuff. And it's like, we got that too. It's, it's, it's you know, you, you kind of grew and matured. And, yeah. you know, but I don't care if you're 92 and you still like to blow shit up as a glitter boy. That's great. If you're having fun, that's fine. But I try to include a little bit of everything for people who want to be that other guy, who yeah. want to be you know alfred or robin or you know that that thing you know reed richards who's in the background figuring shit out instead of you know up front punching out you know dr doom right i, I think the, the big problem is when there's a mismatch between what the player
1: is wants to play and maybe what the game master is going to be running right, right? that, or, or that, or that is that match. you're right
2: that that is the <laughs> really really big decider because any occ will work but if a game master runs his game almost purposely sometimes it seems a- against the OCC he allowed you to take like what am I going to do as a player you're just screwed you're just screwed I mean if if, if you don't get the opportunity to do what your character is supposed to do it's just gonna feel bad all the time
0: yeah all right yep. I, I gotta jump in here with a uh, with another rumble rant I said that the $20 ones and higher I gotta Got to find a place for him. But he says, the medicine man is not only viable outside Africa, only three of its dozen abilities are anti-witch specific. To me, it's much more fun version of the wandering do-gooder than the cyber knight. <clears throat> and thank you. No, I mean, it's right. It's, but it, but on the
1: surface, you don't have a side sword, right? <laughs> you know, you don't. So it's, it's, it really comes down to exactly how, how, how dedicated are you and what kind of stories are you telling? Yeah. Are you taking time to, help a village survive, you know, the the death of their crops or a plague or something? Are you focused on that or are you running a different kind of, you know, run and right. gun yeah. adventure game? You know, those are – that's different kind and of And there's games. nothing wrong with either there's one. There's nothing wrong it's with just, either one. Sometimes you want to watch that kind of movie. Sometimes you want to watch a different kind of right. movie. Sometimes you want to play <laughs> one kind of game. So I, I, I play, play. My,
0: I run my riffs games as rom-coms. So. <laughs> oh, I'd love to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Now I'm put on the spot. I don't run riffs. I run after the bomb. Uh, but uh, so I, I do want to backtrack for just a moment. Cause I think we're going to get into an area here where I think we're going to forget about a couple of things that might be important. First of all, I want to finish. Is there anything about Titan robotics? that you guys want to want to say express. I know you've been putting a lot of work in the packaging, Uh, the the production of it and so forth, like how that's gone. Two things.
2: One, how you, how you like, or don't like how it turned out. And two, what couldn't you fit in there? What just wouldn't fit and had to be cut? Well, it's got 32 extra pages
1: than what we announced on the Kickstarter. So first I'll point out. I like free stuff basically and the other thing i'll point out is is if you want you know really high quality decks of cards all these cool different things even even if you want other people to have it that's that's kind of the point of a kickstarter right is even if you just want this book it helps us keep the cost down because we are keeping costs down we aren't raising our prices like other companies are and things like kickstarter allow us to do that so everybody that jumps on the kickstarter you because when we order books it's you know if you order a thousand or you order $2,000, $5,000, Two thousand, five thousand—it makes a huge difference in the cost per book. Yep. So we we really appreciate everyone's support with the Kickstarter. Oh, yeah. We're really um, excited about that. Um, um I don't know—is there anything that you want to talk about
3: first? Yeah, or? I, I,
1: I can talk about it forever. Man.
3: Yeah, I mean, I just <laughs> want to say—I I mean, we're we're real happy with. It. I think people think feel like stuff is left out because uh, something we do that that's fun is we'll often—not always—but we'll often release a, a raw edition which is the uncut unedited uh, original manuscript. And in the case of Titan robotics, uh, Matthew wrote a bunch of stuff and it didn't appear in this. Some of it does, some of it doesn't, we kind of took some things in different directions. And uh, um, you know, part of that was sometimes in this particular case, the decision was uh, the art a bunch of original art assignment never got turned in and so we had stephen cummings jump in and he had done a bunch of original idea you know uh, designs that we could do whatever we wanted with and so we kind of slotted them in or tweaked certain things and it doesn't you know one of the cool things i think we talked about this before as a writer especially of role-playing games is it doesn't mean those other robots and stuff are gone forever we may go back and decide to put them in another book, whether right. they're Titan or whether they're something else.
1: We're thinking about maybe putting them in Rifter 86. So, okay. Um, okay. you know, because it, it, it was, there was like, I don't know, 20 pieces of art that Kevin had gotten sketches. He never got the finals turned in. Yeah. And so when I went in with all the Stephen Cummings art, which is awesome, yeah. as everyone's yeah. probably seen, um, it, but I had to recontextualize everything. Um, I talk about it actually at the intro of the book. I talk about it a little too um so that was one of the things that was really challenging um but in the end the book has a ton of stuff um there isn't a lot we didn't that we that didn't make it in because now it's got everything you've ever wanted and revised entries and rules and all that kind of stuff for um wellington industries and titan robotics virtually everything's in
0: here um
1: and
3: everything in it we love yeah I mean, like synthroids and, and the Titan yes. Robotics Courier. Team. Well, let's be fair. Would, would you say, like, eh, this
0: book didn't really meet our expectation? <laughs> but, I mean, no, uh, it, a,
3: I love it. The I other mean, thing that really surprises awesome. me, and you, you kind of touched on it, Max, was Cyberworks Collection. It's freaking awesome. It, it, it's like a brick, it's heavy, it it's quality, it it's beautiful. And one of the cool things, like when we say we remaster books, is we'll go in, and if we can clean up the art, we will. You know, a lot of these books were printed back in the early 90s, early and mid-90s, and you had to use a particular printing process, like everything had to be, like, comic book dotted. You, can, you, you couldn't, couldn't go with grayscale. And yep. now you can. So art that was actually originally turned in as grayscale is appears grayscale as grayscale. And I'm looking at some of this stuff, and I'm like, wow, I didn't remember. Like, I, I didn't remember this art being so freaking awesome. And it's like, oh, wait, it's grayscale. So Where's you that? get all the detail. I mean, yeah. lady has you know, some of the best you know,
0: bestiary uh, far, as far as uh, image design goes. It's a yeah. just, you know,
2: know. laser printer and a dot matrix.
3: You know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, when we originally came up, in fact, it was funny. I, I came up with the idea for um, the collection in, in, in a dream. And I was telling Sean about this dream I had to recollect all these books. And he's like, That's a great idea, Kev. It solved the problem I was worried You're about. You're even a genius when you sleep. The capacitors. <laughs> 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 what makes time travel possible. Damn. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, no, but I really, because I, I told Kevin, I was like, And it will catch everybody up. <laughs> That, you know, especially we knew we were going to have a lot of Savage Rifts fans that were jumping in and a lot of them are becoming Palladium fans, right? And buying the books and all that. And it's like, how do we catch people up? How do we, how do we help those people that had their collection destroyed? Um, the other thing that was cool is we re, as part of that work, we remastered the PDFs for source book one source book yeah. um, the, the Shimmerian nation. So all those books now, everyone, yeah. even if you didn't back the Kickstarter, your PDF on drive through RPG has been updated it's uh the completely yep. new remastered yep. version with indexes hot linked uh, you know page numbers from the table of contents it's like um, the book was written in 2023 or something <laughs> and so so but but we feel like that brought a lot of that's just a lot we're trying to get as much value as we can in there and mm-hmm. do that with some of the really popular books um, because you know we're a small company we're a small team a, a, you know a few delays here a few delays there can really like affect us um, but uh but yeah and I'm Personally, I'm really I'm I'm really proud to have worked on Titan Robotics. Matt Clemens did a great job, um, and uh, I'm glad that people have a hard time telling who wrote, you know, which sections of the book and stuff like that, or what I added. Um, but uh, I had a lot of fun with it, and it was great to 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 work and on part of that legacy, and uh, you know, spitball with Kevin on all this stuff. Um, I designed the card deck. I'm super stoked with how that came out. I'm really happy with how all the. I mean, just really happy with with
3: the production. No, we're yeah, it. we're we're very pleased with it, and we think everyone who backed it will be just as pleased. Yeah. Well, well, as far, I mean, as, far well,
0: as the layout goes, uh, like I, I can't sit here and go side by side, you know, Riffs Ultimate Edition or old TMNT book, whatever, and and say, okay, this is what is done different. But what I can say is I know from looking at the PDF and now looking at the book, from the moment I open this book up, it still has the Palladium fonts. So we know it's a Palladium book, but there is something much cleaner about it. And yeah. again, as somebody's QC'd this stuff you know, years ago in the past, my eye instantly caught the fact that this is a very, very clean book. I don't feel like it's cumbersome at all. I haven't tried to look anything up yet, but but <laughs> it is the, the layout of it well yeah it hasn't it i did see it has an index but 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 the but the layout of it is is very very clean and if this is what palladium's doing going forward yeah. I, like the sky's the limit uh, you know for people I, like I, me who I, care I, about I did that the stuff. same
1: with with the new um yin jungles yeah. revised and expanded and by the way we're, we're breaking this into two books now because we added so you know kevin and and um john clinkle added so much material but um, I'm a real big fan because I did a layout for these. Um, I'm a real big fan of two-page spreads where possible because it's so much easier to reference everything on the page at once. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, I like to try and break things so that it, it ends at a column. Yeah. Um, Kevin has done some stuff that he really likes putting in these little bars or lines to kind of break things up visually, and um, I'm a real big fan of that. When I it was funny when I when I read when I did the remastered version of all the stuff. Um, Wayne did book One revised. But I did the work on um, Sourcebook 2, um, the um, Sumerian Nations, and then um, I basically put together the Cyborgs collection, you know, from those files. And uh, it was fun because I, I I felt like I was, like, retru- like you know, if you're tracing, uh, when you're drawing, you trace someone's artwork. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was doing that with Kevin's layouts because he hand pasted all the old paste-ups. So... Um, it was kind of cool because I'm recreating that in digital format, and I felt like I got to learn a lot. And, and he gave me some real great feedback um, after I did Titan, the Titan Robotics layout. So, yeah, we're trying to make sure that things are really clean, um, that it flows really well, that the information is presented really clearly. But clean, we don't want but to, still we want palladium. The to, that's the best right. balance exactly. right there. Yeah,
3: we're, that's, what we're, that's exactly what we're aiming for. Well, and, and there's little things. without getting too technical that that kind of open it up and make it feel a little more airy where where it's easier to read like Um, space
1: between certain types of line or paragraph breaks. And there's a lot of little things that, that I feel like we really, really tighten down the screws on a
0: lot of this stuff. Um, Well, I noticed. And again, I was, I used to be paid to notice. So, (laughs) Uh, Crafty for $20 says the best idea you Kevin came up with is the dog boy squad. Is that the best idea? Kevin's probably like, you know, I've come up with a lot of good ideas. That's the best one. But uh, that piece of art inspired my dirty dozen dog boy group for years. Riffs will always be fond memories for the goodest of dog boys doing bad things. Well, thank you for the twenty dollars, crafty. That's awesome. And by the yep. way, I'm that wearing that shirt. up a giveaway. Yeah. Where uh, am I? There you go.
3: Yep. That's Yes, artist talking about. Yep. <laughs>
0: And, and to be fair, he's not lying. He talks about all the time on our Discord. So yeah, yeah uh, I, know, I, know, I know him and his dog boys. But right. just so everybody knows, at the end of the live stream, we will have one giveaway, uh, two $25 gift cards now that uh, we have uh, passed $100. So thank you very much to everybody who's uh, super chatting.
2: Well, let's, let's go ahead and look at the other chats.
0: You want to you hear? Okay. Uh, the dollar. Okay.
2: Just a thank dollar. Thank you. Just a dollar.
0: Hey, you know what? I'll take a dollar.
2: I used to do anything for a dollar. Does Palladium have a... <laughs> chance to gain media cover media coverage okay uh advertising budget he could be talking about some kind of advertising budget
0: yeah i don't know what that means i don't uh, want him to waste his two dollars
2: well yeah but we, we can ask i mean uh well, we what kind do of more, advertising we wanna- budget does palladium have if any a
3: shitty one right now. Uh, all right, <laughs>
1: that's, you know, as is standard in the industry now. That's one of the big reasons yeah. that we moved to Kickstarter.
2: That yep, that is a a way to get yeah. Them dude, the you're right. Word you're out. right. That that is that is free media coverage. Yeah, you're right.
3: And we want to do more. We want to do more in social media. Again, we don't want to just jump out and do something half ass. Um, you know, we're talking to people. In fact, we got a guy lined up that we'd love to bring on board. Um, can't afford him yet, but you know, he wants to come on board. We want him to come on board. It'll happen in within the next year or two. Yeah. Um, The other thing is we're doing a lot of little things you've got to walk before you can run. Sometimes you got
1: to crawl before you can walk. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like, for instance, people may have noticed um, with the weekly update, um, it looks a little different, like just slightly. Um, We're using MailChimp now, um, which is Mm -hmm. pretty much the industry leading industry um, way to get your, your, your newsletters and stuff like that out there. Um, as opposed to using some old software that, you know, that Clayton yeah. was using for a long time with our own servers and stuff. And it's just, it's just, it's better. And we, as we, as we're, 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 you know, all these little things that we're doing with the layout, um, it all adds it's all yep. gaining yep. momentum, you know, going to Kickstarter, doing all these things. That's, it's all building towards that. But yeah, that's why we're also doing things like, um, you may notice that we are posting, The links to the weekly update on Facebook and Instagram. You know, we're we're trying to just change. There's a lot of little things we can change that really have a big, uh, you know, a a lot of impact for a little bit of effort. And we're we're I've been trying to
0: to interrupt Heathen Doug's riff segments by uh, uh, shouting out the weekly update as well in some of our videos. (laughs) Like he'll be in the middle doing something. Oh, by the way, the weekly update from Palladium (laughs) is. Like and we appreciate it because know, we really, really put much, a lot yeah. of
1: effort into the weekly exactly. update. It's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's
0: I can't it's a, read it, it's way too long for me to go through all of it, but I like the fact that you, the, the core ideas are on top and we'll coolly discuss what's going on the yeah, Christmas and in July and, and, and the
2: closing yeah. thoughts at the end. Yeah. yeah. All right. And then we have uh, Patriotic gestalt with just $10. He does that quite, but that's a
0: thank you. Yeah. But uh, Patriotic gestalt has been uh, donating yeah. to us for quite a while. So thank you very much, Patriotic Assault. Really do appreciate that.
2: And then we have GM Noob again. Uh, talking about his stepdaughter. Stepdaughter watched my Riffs group for months. Her very first game will be after the bomb. Palladium has yes. a young generation in the works. Yeah. Nice. Glad to hear it. So, um, uh, and that, wait, there's, there's, there's one more. Oh, wow, there's more? Okay. There's one more. I, I've been this, really this bad. This I've only been, this, been looking, looking at the big funny. ones. This one's just funny 3d4 or 2d6? 2d6. I don't want to step on the d4 when I actually drop it. Okay. Ah! It depends there it, it, it doesn't say in what context would you choose so would you like better 3D4 or 2D6 and then say why? I like 2d6 because
3: I feel like you know they're bigger numbers I like the way the dice roll okay so okay. I, 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 I like 2d6 um, I don't 2D4 or, or uh, the 1d4 or 2D4 I just I don't know they kind of just clunk. i get it i get it sean well i mean if you're playing
1: savage Rifts 3d4 uh you have a better chance of having one of your damage dice explode so Mm, yeah
0: that's true that's Uh,
1: that's a there's actually a mechanical difference well there there is a slight mechanical difference here i mean there's you got a a, a tighter spread of your probability for more consistent damage output with 3d4 but with savage Rifts, it can mean that either a weapon can be really underwhelming when it hits or it could be if you get a little lucky Mm -hmm. it could be pretty neat so
0: um, I'm disappointed the BattleTech side of you didn't come out. Well, you know, I, I like rolling, you know, whole buckets of dice too. Two d six BattleTech. Look, like, what I roll? Seven. I hit the center torso.
2: Got it. All right. Well, <laughs> Again. As, far as Palladium goes, three d four is better. Kevin, you're just wrong. <laughs> because uh, uh, if rolling three d four and two d six, sure, both of them max out at twelve, but three d four has a higher average. Sure, and the the more dice you roll, the closer you are to that average with a total. Now, two d six is more at,
1: likely to roll the maximum damage, and if you roll a natural twenty, then you
2: get to double That that's great. <laughs> so if you're really chasing the maximum, no, no, you're you're out. you're chasing the aggregate, man. You don't, you don't live for the highs. What do you What are you, a drug dealer? No. <laughs> uh,
0: yes. Yes. <laughs>
2: I mean, games
0: are a dopamine hit, right? Fair enough. Fair enough.
2: Um, but, i do, uh, have, a, I do have another big super chat when you're done numbers, if you're looking for specific high target numbers the higher number die is the one you want to go for obviously but uh, if, if you if you're just looking for to add them up then the more dice you roll the usually the higher the average so it's going to be so uh flady That's gaming for 20 dollars says i agree with crafty my
0: name Flade was the first riffs character and a dog boy must uh, most underrated book ever path of the storm people please go out and buy it just Go out and buy path of the
3: storm so well, book that, that people who love dog boys you got to get is um coalition manhunters yes there's all kinds of cool new stuff in there and it. a I whole dog, dog boy a uh, whole dog boy comic comic strip yeah
1: yep tons of new dog boy stuff in there and that's just a good book i mean it's it's like this coalition society book a lot of people don't realize it talks well, a lot it,
2: it is it is a good book but the out. but the best coalition book is heroes for humanity i mean if if, if, if you're playing a, a coalition campaign having that book just makes you feel like like you know i'm gonna be a general someday you know like, this is gonna be great i'm a, i'm a star on the rise bitch that's what i do <laughs> So you
3: bought right into Umber Pro-Sex propaganda.
2: Sounds exactly. like Actually, Joseph eat Pro-sex. that up. Beat that up. You know, oh it, it's it's, it's hilarious, thing, man.
0: Like it. I can sit back, whether it's on Discord or whether it's on one of our videos, as soon as he starts talking about the coalition, I can sit back because it's him versus chat constantly, like
2: <laughs> coalition the bad guys. And they and, don't understand coalition of good guys, they don't get it. And I'm I'm go, I'm trying to go door to door to sell it. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna sell it and I'm gonna get their hearts and minds door to the door everyone's <laughs> gonna know coalition way is the right way and uh you know coalition last was true. right he just drew the wrong conclusion
0: the problem here's what I'm scared of here's what I'm scared of Kevin is gonna listen to this and Sean are gonna be sitting there like you know what maybe maybe he makes a point maybe we've written them too nice I see the coalition as the result of humanity's fear I see it's like, you know what? It could possibly happen. Not that they're the good guys, but I understand why it exists. Right. I want it to stay that way. I'm scared that his proselytizing is going to have Kevin and Sean back there going, all right, how do I make them even more evil? Oh, right. I got to explain <laughs> to Sean or to, to Heathen Dog that they are the worst. thing. Well, I mean, it's uh,
1: there, are, there are also some Star Wars fans that think Vader and the Emperor were right. So, um, you know, it happens occasionally. But I, I do think that that's one of the things I've always thought was really great about the coalition and the way that Kevin wrote them is that it's plausible. You understand why their motivations are why they are mm-hmm. and they think they're the good guys. Yeah. Right. And, and that, that's a good villain. That's the hallmark of a really, really well done villain. That's going to stand the test of time too. You mm-hmm. know, it's not so flash in the pan. Oh, he was just, e-. I mean, we've all seen those movies where he's like, why is this guy doing this? Stuff? I don't know. He's evil. You know, he's he's crazy, you know, it's like but but no, with the with the coalition, you can really understand the 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 mindset, um, you know, and and I think that that kind of nuance is is really what makes riffs riffs.
2: Right. I mean, uh, for for example, like I'm sad Heath Ledger is dead because he was a great Joker, but you can't reprise that role because Joker's just crazy. I mean, he's great for one movie, but you don't get any long term staying power with just crazy there's got to right. be something else and right. with the with the coalition they're not they're not crazy they they they're not out of their mind. they 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 they're not seeing the world differently than everybody else no they see the world everybody else they may come to different conclusions right and how to go forward but it's based in reality it's based right. in what happens you know big giant bug kill all people people rise up kill giant bug that seems logical right i mean what's wrong with that and uh you know sure it is a giant bug and and you, you want people to want to kill it so you make you make it so everyone hates the giant bug the giant bug wants to eat you right so everyone hating it seems natural it seems natural you know and like, to be fair I, I that know, giant bug want to... wanting to eat you isn't inherently evil no it's not it's just a giant I'm... bug doing giant bug shit right that's <laughs> all it is but but you know you don't want to get eaten so you got to kill it. No, I want to understand the giant bug's feelings. Shut up. You know what the giant bug's feelings are? It's hungry. That's, that's what? what it is. It's goddamn hungry. Well, what about, what about the intelligent ones? What, what about, you know, what about uh, dragons, stuff like that? Like dragons, you know, we, we grew up historically dragons eating our people and our, and our livestock and, and burning our villages down. That's what we know about dragons, right? Every book says the damn same thing. It's all smokish, right? It's all, it's smog. all so. Are, are you going to sit down with a dragon and have dinner? No, man. No, well, you're either going to stay away or you're going to kill it if it comes to your town. You're going to try the science.
1: Plants have pain response.
0: I still eat them. I have no compunction. Yeah. <laughs> don't you hear them screaming?
2: I don't eat. Even... Nobody should eat vegetables. Eat Nobody animals. Eat vegetables, at least they're right, dead right. first. Yeah, you, you you can't eat vegetables and you can't eat meat because now all of it feels pain. So right. what are you going to do? I don't know, eat astronaut uh, yeah. ice cream all day? I guess. Yeah. I don't know.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, just dairy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about Kickstarter. Uh, yeah. And two questions I have. And, and one, I don't want to dive too deeply into the weeds because I don't think it matters that much. But we've had some folks they are like, well, I'm not going to back up back my Kickstarter. Companies shouldn't be using Kickstarters. And, and I'm one of those weird people out there that as a consumer, as somebody who doesn't have anything on Kickstarter, and I don't care about Kickstarter one way or the other. Some people use Indiegogo, use Kickstarter, use give, uh, give, Givesend Go. I don't care. I'm not I'm talking about crowdfunding as a whole. I just see it as the way forward. Man, but there are some folks out there be like, Nope, Palladium's gone to Kickstarter, they shouldn't be doing that, they're blocking the little guy, yada yada. I saw that what's, with the what's the company mean? What's the little guy? Define yeah. that for me.
1: Because yeah, here's the deal: most people don't understand this. If we didn't have a warehouse. We would play him would be me and Kev and Wayne. Yeah. Right? Because we have a web store and you know he helps with uh, do yeah. layout and run a lot of that stuff. I mean, we are the little guy, right? So I don't know how we get any littler.
3: Yeah, I, 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 <laughs>
1: unless unless I just quit again and it's just Kev.
3: I, I think you know, <laughs> I think one one of the cool things is it, it it's sort of a blessing and a curse is I think our stuff is so good, so polished, so well done that everyone assumes we're much larger than, than we are, which no, is it, nice. In this
2: instance, ignorance is a compliment. <laughs>
3: that's, <Yeah. laughs> that's right. And, um, but yeah, right now there's, there's like six of us in, in another six or eight freelancers that that's not a big, yeah, well, I mean, it's not a big company. We are a little company. We are pretty much I'm sure at, Kickstarter. I'm was sure at least two for.
2: of those people are admins of some, of some kind.
3: Yeah. Um, Kevin and Sean, <laughs> You know, too too much. If that's one of the things as we grow and and rebuild the company, we want to bring in more people. But even at our even at our peak, we had I had 16 employees and like 35 freelancers. Um, wow! That that's not a huge company. No. I mean we're not General Motors. We're we're sure as hell not Google or Amazon. We're smaller than a car dealership. Yeah. You know, your, your average car dealership is is five to fifteen million dollar company. That that's average. Seven Eleven has more employees than Palladium. So, I mean,
1: seriously, I'm I'm not I'm you know, it's not a joke. It's true. So, I mean, I've run
3: you know, you know, mall retail and stuff. You know, like we're we're a small company. And and, and, and as you said, Max, it is sort of the wave of the future. Also, the, the reason you see bigger companies using it as well is because um, it, it it it's a viable platform for selling and advertising. Do you find very... that it
0: also helps you gauge interest, or is that not even something you care about? No, absolutely. It, no. I mean
1: look, look look, we we literally could not have done this without Kickstarter, and we probably would have been very we wouldn't have known how many of these to order, right? Because print run, like I said, we don't we don't have some and books cost a lot to print, like. And I mean, we spend a lot of money just sending to the printer, right? So um, you know, it's it's especially lately, um, past few years. So it's we really need to know those numbers. It really helps us to have have those numbers.
3: Well, it is a a sort of a community thing, and as a advertising vehicle and community vehicle, it creates a sense of excitement and fun that you can't necessarily do in other mediums. I mean, we could just say, I mean, a great example is In Sloth Jungles is coming out. You know, and we hyped it up in our book and stuff, and it's selling really well. But if we had kickstarted this, we'd probably sell two or three times as much. And the more money we make, the more we can grow the company, the more product we can produce, the The better better we can pay our artists. Yeah, the better the product looks. You know, it's all interwoven, and I don't think people really think about that. Yeah, it's, it's, I
1: don't know. Sometimes there's that just anti-corporate or whatever, and it's like, well, what do you want? Do you want Palladium to be putting out really quality products, right? Do you want us, you know, continually pushing the bar forward? That's how. We have to to be able to win forward. There's there's only so many man hours that, that, you know, that, that Kevin and I can do. And, and we're already, like, pushing those boundaries. And so. it's,
3: it's funny he used the term anti-corporate because we're kind of anti-corporate in the sense of, I think when people think of corporations, they think of that.
1: Shareholders. Right, and...
3: the cold, heartless. We don't give a fuck about our customer base. It's all about the money. Show me the money. And we're not that way. I mean, yeah. we're, we're a corporation, but we're very much focused on fans and fun and family cool. And mm-hmm. we're not
1: giving up the reins to a board of directors or right. investors, right? Um, and, we, and, we, we and we've, we've, we've had, those opportunities. Opportunities. We had
2: those yeah. opportunities, but we said no. We and, and I can offers, say from talking you said the... no or said only silent. <laughs> what? <laughs> have, have you had investors that, that have come to you and have you just said no or said, yeah, but you got to be a silent back of the bus investor? Well, we said
3: no, no, we said no. We said no straight you? up no. We, we had, we had a big $14 billion video game company reach out to us and, and pitch us up about how we're a gold mine, which I agree. Um, yeah, they're gonna and they're going to give
1: both of us like
3: platinum plated jobs and, and, and we're going to keep all this and right, and, and, you know, and we can keep running the company the way we want to, but right off the bat, they start talking about this and that and stockholders and all this other shit. And I'm like, no, we're not going to do this. In fact, please never sell
0: your vision. That that is one yeah. thing that I hear across the board. Like one of my favorite realms from Dungeons and Dragons is Dragonlance, but the people who wrote Dragonlance, created it, inspired it, are not actually part of it unless Watsy goes and says, "Here, you're allowed to be part of it again." And yep. it's crap compared to what it was. Yep. And you know, I don't expect you to talk badly about another company, but I mean, that's, that's what happens when those people come in. I, if I heard that you guys sold to investors or whatever, I'd probably freak out myself just because I'm like, there's something special about how you guys handle this company. Thanks. Thank and, you. And well, it, that's but,
3: why I brought Sean in. Cause he has those same values. He has those, this, the same approach. He wants to see the same things where well, I've talked again, I've talked to other people who wanted to be a partner or manager or whatever. And it became very clear, very quickly that they don't understand what the magic is here. What, what our relationship with the fans and, you know, and I'll tell you right now, there's a lot of business people who probably listen to this and going, Oh, they're just a little mom and pop company. Doesn't know what they're doing because they could take it to this level. And that for level. 40 years. And, 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 but I mean, there are ways you could make palladium really big. Uh, like if we had gone with that 14 billion dollar company, there's a chance that they would have either completely squandered an opportunity or we'd be the next Marvel Comics. Except we wouldn't really have any real control or say not over what we're time. doing, we might not necessarily like what they're doing with our properties. It'd be big, it could be worth a billion dollars, or just some small time, you know, outfit by comparison. But it's also, what do you want? I mean, how much money do you need? I want to have enough money to live comfortably and not have to worry and, and then be able to do whatever the fuck I want to do for my fan base. And, and stay and, true to the vision. And stay, exactly. Well, that's also, why.
2: There's the rub. There's the rub. That, that's the that's a thing. But the owning a business that you love. Owning a business that you love means you have to give up money. You have to give up seemingly free money because you don't want it to change. You don't want, you, know, you have your vision. And, and if, if your company went down another path, you wouldn't be able to sleep at night. You feel like you betrayed everyone who, everyone who loves you. So you give up that bag. I mean, I couldn't do that. I mean, not really <laughs> give up the bag. I
1: mean, the, the thing is, is I'm, I'm I'm here because I also know that Palladium has a lot of potential, yeah, right? We're going to make piles of money. We're, and, <laughs> and, you and, 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 and things are ramping up. But like, for instance, what my favorite compliments, though, Max, are the little things. And you're saying, hey, it's still the Palladium style, but I really mm-hmm. like the layout. I mean, this is stuff that we've worked really hard on and I've worked really hard on. You know, I, I don't come here to try and like change the vision. I'm really glad that you're saying that because that's exactly my goal joining Kevin and, here. And, and you
3: can keep your company culture and stuff and right. still be huge. A great example is and most people don't realize this, the Mars company is in the Mars candy company. Sure. They're a privately owned company. They're worth they're worth like I forget if it's 8 or 15 billion dollars. Okay. You know,
2: they well, then do that. <laughs> yeah man why did you make him candy bars <laughs> now,
3: now you sound like like uh my girlfriend kathy
2: well, why don't you do that? <laughs>
3: I like I don't writing know anything books, about candy to be super popular.
0: <laughs> too popular. Yeah. Well, one of the uh, things that I've talked about quite a bit more on the Friday show than in the Sunday one is I talk about usually when things get too big or when things are made for the masses, they're dumbed down. And you know, again, not to hit on other companies out there, but like I'm not nothing. a fan of the modern DD, but it sells so well. That's not necessarily a good thing. World of Warcraft, my God, so many people loved it. I thought it was the end of MMORPGs, and to this day, I mean there are some people who still play because it 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 gave up what made that niche if you want to call it that special whether it's hardcore mode or whatever your terms are for it but when when you make it of uh, i don't want to say accessible games are accessible to everybody but when you cater to everybody you end up catering to nobody yeah. and that's how i see a, a lot of these but it's popular yeah but it's is it good? And if there's one thing I can say about Palladium, with all the little warts and so forth that we like to pick on, the Palladium peel, you know, some of the layout, you know, whatever in the past, there's, you know that when you read it, there is something special there. And I can say for to folks out there in talking with Kevin and Sean a little bit behind the scenes and some emails and so forth, that they really do care about the fans, that they do really care that they put out a good product. And it's not just them sitting here talking about this stuff. It's one of the reasons why we keep as much as we can they don't pay me to shill P- uh, Palladium. They don't pay him to shill Palladium. We do it because we.
4: That.
0: What's that? I ain't got money for that.
2: Well, you, you said you had a little advertising budget. I think maybe yeah, we can. Could- well, I'll <laughs> take it. <laughs> but I mean, I've already said I'll sell out. I mean, I, I'm just waiting for. I'm just waiting for Raid Shadow Legends, and Manscape to come knocking on Max's door. I'm gonna take that deal behind his back. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt the stream a couple of times, and I'm gonna get that money. <laughs> Please don't take off your shirt. Please don't take off your shirt.
0: But, but, <laughs> the, but the truth of the matter is, and what I'm putting out there is the fact that we res- we respect that, and because you respect fans, if you respect the, pe- the the people who enjoy your game, which obviously it is that you do, no matter what the onesies and twosies, there's always haters. I've, we've got our own as well. Or the you're you're, go- you're going to continue to have that loyalty. again. 40 years, if you look at Dungeons and the Dragons, the 800 pound gorilla, is it the same as it was 40 years ago? No. people can argue that well palladium went from first because we do have some people on our discord that love first edition don't love the second edition stuff. Are we have some people love the you, yep we have some people who love the second edition stuff and don't like the first edition stuff but they're still so comparable <laughs> like 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 they're in they're really interchangeable with, with very minor tweaks that, that you can do to it it's the same game for 40 years and you're still here in business doing your thing
2: you can't I don't argue that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know of, of another game system that has gone on for four decades and and hasn't changed how it feels. Hasn't changed so much that it feels like a different game than when it started. Palladium, it feels exactly the same as you know, mechanoids. Like riffs feels feels yep. the same as Mechanoids. It does. Right. It feels the same. Yeah, we don't want that to ever change. Yeah, nothing else. Shadowrun. No, no. No, completely different game. Completely different. Game. Oh, yeah. From first to whatever edition oh, it's yeah, on now. Yeah, yeah. First yeah, yeah. and second to whatever it is, fourth or fifth that's on now. It's it's a sh- It's a completely different game. Even even Earth Dawn has started to change. Oh, Earth and Dawn's got
0: a major change too. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. And it, it doesn't feel like the same game. Oh. Nope. You know, the the D obviously, you know, basic first, second edition felt like the same game. After that, pff, no, different game. Yeah. Completely different game. Palladium's the only one that. If you if you did if you last played it 15 years ago you can still just play. You that's can just true, play.
3: yeah. Yep, that's yeah. very true. Yep.
2: yep.
0: So all right, um, I want I want to step into one other big topic before we hit some questions and so forth because you know we're gonna tangent because what we all do we're nerds. Uh, is it well? First of all, anything that you left on the table about the Titan Robotics Kickstarter?
3: By the book. Okay. Buy the book please support our kickstarter we're trying
1: to do what we think is the right thing for the fans yeah. okay. and for the company and so we really appreciate those fans who who do jump in and support us even if they wouldn't normally back a kickstarter well
3: and the people who support us after the kickstarter and afterwards
1: we've had oh so many it's wonderful to see all the orders coming in now that yeah. the books are available yeah. um and again if you if there's if there's any issues please let us know we're 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 yeah. we're, we're, we're like very dedicated to making sure that the customer is taken care of, right? That Mm -hmm. our fans are taken care of. So again, that's, you can't call a lot of companies these days, really. You can call our office, you know, you can, you can contact us on the help desk or through back. And we're a small team. So, you know, please be patient with us on that level, but we're doing our best. And we'd love to help you out if you have any issues.
0: So, so moving that forward, you guys are going to Gen Con. uh, That's Mm -hmm. next week. Uh, So what, what are your plans? Just, I'll just do a generic question so you guys can take this wherever you want. What are your plans, and how is Titan Robotics going going to, you know, mix into that fold as well? But what are what are your overall plans for Gen Con other than selling product? <laughs> well,
3: there's a lot of things actually. You know, one of the cool things about Gen Con is that we we do get to meet a lot of fans, as in like like four or five, six hundred people mm-hmm. uh, over the three or four days, and uh, we get a lot of valuable feedback. Um, and that's not necessarily even just, oh, we love your shit. You know, we, we we appreciate when people come up and say, hey, I really like this, but I thought you could have done this better, done this differently, or have you ever considered this, or have you considered that? Um, as some people know, uh, we really listen to that. Uh, there was a guy at, even though Sean had said it to me earlier, for some reason it resonated when some guy at, at the Platinum Open House said, I wish you'd re-release the, the compendium oh, yeah. uh, of modern weapons. That is my best friend in
0: the world. Whoever said that, he's my best friend. <laughs> well, I said it even before that guy. He
3: did. <laughs> you <don't know laughs> you and you and, and I were was best it. friends. Yeah, yeah, we, we 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 because friend. friend. I, I was, was like, like, hey, that's a great idea. We're going to consider that. And Sean's like, fucking
1: <laughs> hey, said that to you six months
3: ago. We actually talked about the last time you guys were here. Yeah, We talked about it then. You know, and the same yeah. thing with all of our other hard covers, and we've done the hardcover versions of most of our RPGs now. Those that are, was from fans. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's game elements, characters. Someone sent me a help desk thing kind of jokingly saying, you know, I, I hope you do a corgi um, dog boy. <laughs> I think I we saw that. Corgis and we love them. Well, I, I, I researched corgis and I'm like, hey. I can do something cool with this so now there's a corgi dog boy in you know riffs manhunters well and, and
1: people say things like we we love comic books can you do more comics well there's a huge comic section in riffs manhunters right so I mean we, we really do listen
3: um and, and it's really important that the show that show is really great for that because yeah. we see so many people in such a short time it's also great for us to um obviously hawk our wares and sell mm-hmm. books and you need to sell books because i mean it costs a fortune just to go uh to gen con i mean the the yeah, they keep you know the, the booth it's... alone is like 10 grand and then oh oh yeah it's, it's, out, it, 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 it's and then you know you've got hotel i mean hotels you know I'm bringing in like six people. We got payroll, hotel, food, uh, you know, that's another couple of grand, and then foods, fifteen hundred. To rent a whole twenty-six foot truck. Yeah, that's that's another fifteen hundred dollars. I mean, it's crazy expensive, but it's worth going because of that feedback. Mm-hmm. Because we make connections, we get to talk to other industry people, we get to connect with artists, uh, find a new artists, we get to talk to. Uh, manufacturers and printers and all kinds of other people. It's just a really, I mean, for us, it's just a whirlwind. I mean, those, those, we're actually leaving Tuesday so we can start setting up Tuesday night and then all day Wednesday. And then it's just a blur after that. But So you're
0: networking with both fans and business relationships.
1: Absolutely. Well, that's, that's where I met Kevin for the first time in person was at Gen Con
2: 2019. it was just the first time we ever met. Here's a good one. Uh is Gen Con profitable for you? I mean, after you after what you just said, all of the travel, the housing, the food, and and all of the all of the uh all of the expense that is involved in, in shipping your product to the place, do you make enough money to break even or do you consider uh part of the part of the expense a wash because of the people you meet, the the uh the 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 fans and the other professionals be it artists or writers that you could come across like is is it kind of like an investment as a loss in that way or do you just make more money than you spend that'd be great right that'd be ideal well you know
3: sometimes you do certainly back in the old days we 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 did for for years um it's pretty much an advertising wash uh, you know like we hope we have a good year and 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 you know
1: maybe we could make some profit but
3: you know it's a lot of what 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 my my attorney and I and I use this term all the time myself now what my attorney would call uh intangible the intangibles the intangible mm-hmm. value and that's you know one of the other intangibles is it's so exciting and it's you get so much love at these events know where people like we love your stuff I love this book you know you hear their story how you know this got them through an alcoholic you know bad parents and or this got them through this or this and that or they just you know I got, I've gone on to start my own role-playing company or I'm with video game companies or I'm a filmmaker because your books inspired me and taught me I want to tell stories um so and we get a lot of good feedback like What's gonna be in land of the south winds or Antarctica or I hope there's this or I hope they're that. We come back so charged up that's and awesome. excited about what we're doing,
2: it's it's almost worth it for that. Oh, moment. so you use Gen Con as idea theft. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, wow. I get it. That's smart. That's <laughs> smart. Sounding board. Uh, <laughs> sounding board, right, right. That, that that's what they call it.
3: Well, i'm evil
1: incarnate well i mean it's like you know we have people that when we did the cyborgs collection people on the kickstarter immediately asked are you going to do that or are you going to do something similar for the splugorth when you do antarctica you know um Do we get an answer to that question? Yeah, (laughs) yes, yes we will. It was like, wow, that's I didn't expect people to be so excited about that. And but but sometimes, you know, the fans will ask you about, is this going to be? What does this mean for future products and next, next, next? And that's exciting. And it's like, oh yeah, Yeah. well, gee, I mean, if if you're excited about that and you think this is the coolest thing, you know, since sliced bread, then definitely we're going to definitely take that into consideration for sure. So.
0: That's awesome. are you guys gonna be running any game? Are you gonna have time to run any games here?
3: No, Not that's personal. We got some guys are running some stuff yeah, here and got, there, but
1: okay. yeah, there's a whole bunch of people running stuff. So.
3: That's awesome., uh, you know it's funny as i I can tell
0: you that in all the times I went to Gen Con, I've never stopped by the Palladium Booth. I don't know if those were like right. random use you weren't there if I didn't see because i couldn't I can't imagine that I wouldn't have because even, even back when I wasn't playing a lot of Palladium necessarily, I still knew about the games. It was I started with Robotech and TMNT. It's not like I, I just never remember seeing your booth.
3: <laughs> I uh, I don't know. We used to have a pretty you, big
2: one. What are you um, talking about, um, we man? We used to have an eight-booth island oh. at, at our peak. I remember. No, no. Uh, when you and I went to Gen Con, what was it, 2011? Oh, we went in 4, 11, 15, and we were supposed to go in 20. Okay. I, it was either 11 or 15. I went to the Chaosium booth. I bought a shirt, mm-hmm. and then, and then we went to the Palladium. We, we went to the the Palladium booth. Did we? Yes. Uh, it was a rando that was behind the thing. It, it, it wasn't Kevin. And uh, <laughs> wow! <laughs> and uh, you were there with me? Huh? I do not remember that. I didn't buy anything because I looked around. I got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Damn it! All right. Ah well. <laughs> The
1: the one thing I'll say is we're we we've gotten through seniority into a yeah. pretty nice position. We're we're in one of the, in front of one of the main entrances. Who's
0: nine oh three, right? Nine oh three yeah. in front
1: of Asthma Day and uh, near yeah. Tops. Was it? Yeah, so, mm, trading card book. Okay.
3: Well, which I mean, there was a period where we didn't go. Uh, there was like three or four years where we stopped going, which was stupid because we we were at the location where we are now uh, back in like nineteen ninety nine, mm-hmm. and. Uh, we we just decided not to go for like three or four years and then we started back up so like in 2004 i don't i don't think we were there
2: no that's why it was either 11 or 13.
3: but but we were there then yeah
2: yeah
3: (laughs) let's face it gen con is so freaking big the exhibitors oh i know there are places where I'll run into some booth that I like, and I better, if I want to buy something, I better, <laughs> better buy it now, because I'll, I'll never find it again.
0: Yeah, I mean, one, uh, one of the reasons I stopped going was because they I, changed the rules for the VIGs, because I used yeah. to get the VIG, pay and if I'm flying from Germany, because that's the last two times I went, well, would have been Hold last on. two times, but last time I went, I came from Germany. If I can't have a VIG, I'm not going like, like, let me pay the extra money. It's like, Oh, well you didn't have it last year. Yeah. I don't go every year. I don't live in Indianapolis. I live overseas. I can't afford to go every year.
2: So I was, I was a little perturbed about that. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I, I remember when it, when it first moved to, uh, to Indianapolis and I went the first time and I'm like, wow, there's so much space, you know, it's (laughs) it's great. But then the very next time I went, like all the space is gone. Damn it. It's filled yep. up with people.
0: And you know how much we love people. <laughs> <I hate you. laughs> Walking behind that guy. Anyway, uh, all right. Uh, well, I, I think that, uh, you know, again, anybody who watches this, you should check out Booth 903. Go check out the Palladium uh, booth there. Talk to Kevin. Give him your ideas. Be nice. Don't throw tomatoes. Gen Con probably won't like that anyway, but uh, you know, I give them your suggestions. And of course you want to say more after the bomb stuff, forget riffs after the bomb. I'm sick and tired of rewriting the coalition as the empire of humanity. There you go. Right.
2: Which, we, we which, got, do, let's go ahead. We, we got some chat here. Some okay. non non pay chat. It seems like a good, good place to put it out. Raven asks, "Is there a way to do mass combat in the Palladium system, whether riffs or fantasy? It's not like there is no capacity for warfare in these worlds. You want uh, like like armies against armies. You know, is there is there a mechanic for that in any of the books? Not not
3: really. No. Yeah, okay. we, we tend to small, we tend to focus on uh, skirmishers. That's what that's what role playing really is. You know, it, it's like, you know, a great analogy is a gaming group is going to be Luke and Han and the crew versus this army versus that army.
2: Um, it's almost so. it's almost like a backdrop type thing. It's it's yes. a it's a it's scenery for what's really going on. And now me as a as a game master, when I'm doing it like that, when I'm like, no, I want to focus on this particular part of the battle. I'll just have the battle unfold the way I want it because your actions as a group, especially lower mid level, you really can't affect an entire, an entire army against army combat. You know, it's not, not until you get higher level, do you get that kind of power? So you, you handle your stuff and then the, the war is going to unfold how it unfolds. And as a game master, I just don't worry about it. I just decide beforehand who's going to win. And and your surgical strike can have effect for future. Yeah, yeah, probably stuff, effect. but that that combat right there, un- unless you have, like, Meteor Swarm or, like, you know, create a black hole or whatever, you're not going <laughs> to affect an, an entire army combat field. Is I
3: mean, great? there are ways you can do it, but we don't have them, at least at this time. At this time, okay.
2: yeah.
1: I'll say a couple of things. One is going to be some game master advice. Another is just, you know, a plug for things that I've worked on Um on the dark side with with pinnacle um but uh i will say that you know treat it like a a movie so you come in with like an establishing shot you know let the characters meet the commanders talk about the stakes maybe the enemy troops are gonna be present your allies that you know just like i don't know you could play uh when you read the lord of the rings books it's usually about the individual characters Mm -hmm. and their place amongst this larger scrum or melee. Um, But it can be really important. You know, you need to knock out this anti-aircraft gun so we can call in air support. You need to knock out this artillery battery um, or Or
3: take out this commander or or whatever. Yeah. mm -hmm. Hold the line
1: right here. This is the crucial point. Um, But, and then, you know, zooming in like that can be a lot of fun. Um, I say that sometimes, you know, if you really want to do something big, but usually the players aren't going to be in command of an army or something like that. They're more like the special forces team or something. Um, right. yeah. And uh, if you want a really big combat again, like think of Avengers, um, yeah. you know, when they were fighting against, you know, uh, Thanos, Thanos yeah. and that huge battle, it yeah. was, you know, sure there's a lot of, a lot of people coming out of portals and whole groups of troops fighting and so, but it really came down to the one-on-one kind of combat yeah. that it broke down into. And and that's a good way to, to run that. Um, with with savage worlds they do have a mass combat system which is really good um and uh i think that there's some cool stuff we've got coming in the next boy am i about to drop this yeah sure why not um in in europa um the the next uh savage worlds world, uh savage Rifts world book um but it looks like we're going to be having i think we're going to have um more detailed information about how
0: um, europa as
1: in the moon or Europa is in like the name for the word for Europe. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, I was like, this is
4: space? Oh, no, yeah, there's no, a change.
1: But, but it'll have, it has some more broken down rules for if you have this, this, and this, maybe um, like, do you have air dominance? Do you have the better artillery? Do you have the better entrenchment uh, or the communications and stuff like that? But okay. in general, I don't think you need most of that most of the time. If you really want something to happen, you know, maybe a skill role maybe an operator's skill role to jam enemy transmissions yeah. so that they can't, you know, get their airstrikes in the right spot that can be just as impactful. And that's what the savage worlds, when they do the mass battles, it's really boils down to individual characters, making individual skill roles in ways that could narratively affect the battle. Well, that's not, that's not rocket surgery. You can do that too, as a game master, right. And have a, you know, a few core skill roles and then describe how that influences yeah. the battle and how that impacts yeah. mm-hmm. what's going Absolutely. on. And then, and, and, that you know, it's yeah, just don't overthink it. Don't overthink right. it. And and that's one of the things that I think that is the key to a lot of the ways that Kevin designs a lot of these skill based characters too. is make those skills impactful, make those roles mm-hmm. count. You know, if it's if, if, if it's not dramatic, you probably don't need to roll. They just cook their dinner. Right. <laughs> Right. As long as they've got cooking or the, the wilderness <laughs> scout. Hey, guess what? You have a wilderness scout. He's able to do this, make a skill roll. Okay. You also do this in addition, right? Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't have, don't overthink it. Don't, don't feel confined because the book doesn't list exactly how to do those things. Right. That's what you're, that's where you're well, there for. As a game it's master. really
0: funny. You say that because I, I, this is a topic that I like to address and what I've found is that a lot of, and I wouldn't even say modern gamers. I, to me, it happened to me in the 90s. Right. There's this weird specificity that we have to have. Page into the book, that, where's the rule? Where's the rule? I got to have a rule for this. And, and I'm telling you, I, I've heard a bunch of people complain about Palladium in terms of, well, there's no domain play. That's such a D&D thing. That's a high level Dungeons and Dragons thing. Like Heathen Dog and I, even when we do high level, we don't play domain play. I'm not saying it's bad or nobody should do it, but we don't do that. We're still trying to be the heroes of the story. You know, no uh, we're we're still trying to uh, to be the adventurer, so to speak. I, I yeah. want to be in Dragonless. I want to be in Lord of the Rings. I don't want to be the king of a world. I'll do that in a play by mail yeah. game. But Palladium has a framework, and this is where I think a lot of people lose lose it, is they don't understand the framework is there. You don't need specific rules for it. Why? What? Because one of your players is going to try to look something up. No, you're the game master. Like, Sean gave a bunch of great examples of how to. Just just relax. Just let it happen. Let the flow. Make your own D4 chart. Let's go back to D4. Uh, enemy wins uh, down here. You win in the middle. Something a little more gray. Or yeah. just, you know, whatever. Plus
1: one. We need a plus
0: one to win this battle. Yeah. Right?
1: A, minor, a minor victory. You know, just keep it simple. It doesn't all have to be really complicated. Now, when we do do things like that, again, I think that Kevin and I have had a lot of conversations about that. Certain games will give you a framework. And really, it's just kind of replicating maybe what a good game master might come up with at the time when they need it in their game. Right. And so, but yeah, it really all comes down to just focusing on the skill roles, focusing on the story, focusing on the drama
2: that's there. Okay. Speaking of focusing on drama, you know, and 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 people, right? in, in, In the vein of not taking things seriously, we have Nerdy Ogre with a question. I have a serious question for Kevin and Sean. Pleasure bunnies or sex robots? Go.
1: (laughs) Define pleasure bunnies. I don't know if I can answer the question. After
0: the bomb. Oh. It's one of the things that that, uh, that I I, I ripped that page out.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Neither one for me. I kind of prefer humans. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, well,
2: that wasn't even super chatted. And you put that up. I know. I had to. I saw it. I'm like, I got to figure out a way to shoehorn this <laughs> question in. So that's what I did. Okay. Now, I'm going to be super serious for a second about pleasure bunnies and sex robots. So it's going to get weird. All right. It's going to get weird. All right. All right. Okay.
4: <laughs> pleasure that.
2: bunnies <laughs> <laughs> breaks at least two laws. Sex robots breaks no laws whatsoever because we, yeah. uh, we already have pleasure devices. That's exactly what a sex robot would be. But a pleasure bunny, well, I'm not going to talk about the laws. We, we, we can already think of a couple on top of our head, which uh, is a no bueno where we live. So the real answer is sex robot.
1: That's so, the real answer. like the Cherry 3000 conversation?
2: Yeah, it's <laughs> yes. those two. But yes, yes, it is that. This topic came up
0: because we—I'm uh, covering a game, called uh, the Mutant Year Zero series uh, right. from Free League, and yeah, when we did Mutant robot. Mechatron, there are robots in there that are we'll called courtesans, and uh, and so people related back to when we covered after the bomb. So this has kind of been a meme on uh, on our channel now. Uh, pleasure bunnies or sex robots. Well, I'm on the sex robot side. If I have, if I only have an AB choice, there's no C my way out of this one. It's uh it's uh, the sex robots. Cause there's just something really weird. I don't care that they look human. I don't care if they act human. The fact that I know that it's a mutant animal makes me say, Nope, <laughs> that one. So right. I'm noping right. out of that. Yeah. So it's, anyway, it's l- it's before it's Kevin and board. Sean accidentally find the internet went out button, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's uh let's address some questions and then when we're done with this we'll see how your time is and then whatever you guys want to talk about moving forward because uh again nerds like to talk and i've got a lot of things i'd love to talk to you guys about in general and i kind of have this broken down into games so we're gonna start with palladium fantasy uh the first one is uh i'm getting into palladium fantasy second edition for the first time do you have any advice for a new palladium fantasy role player
3: my advice to any, anyone getting into any game is uh, have fun with it. Explore the possibilities. Don't be afraid to try new things. And, uh, you know, have fun with it.
2: Okay. Specifically to your, your game system and, and your game worlds in particular, how, what do you think would be the best way for someone to approach Palladium Fantasy 2nd Edition and have it be the most fun for the most people? Do, for example, as, as, as a couple of examples, do you, should you do, uh, should you start with just uh, street level crime type stuff, like going from village to village, solving problems, quite, quite caning it all over the thing? Or, or should, should you be part of, say, uh, a, 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 for, a formal uh, country or work for the king or stuff like that? Which one do you believe would be the most fun for the most people? What type of campaign?
3: Well, when I uh, when I was running plenty of fantasy on a regular basis, I went with the second version rather than working. So for the our guys were just a bunch of adventurers looking to get fame and glory and money. And they turned out to be, you know, more heroic, I think, than they even thought. And they just okay, okay. My, my campaign right. started in the uh, uh, northern wilderness because there's a lot of a <laughs> lot of latitude there. Uh, but then it, it went everywhere. So I mean, they they, they went to Timoreau and the Land of South Winds and the Florianary Islands and all, all over the place and fought all kinds of things. Um, you know, dungeon crawls get sort of a bad rap, um, but you can do them smart and, and fun. Um, you know, uh, our Old Ones book has a bunch of really good towns and a ton of towns and, and cities adventures. and adventures in there i think there's like five or six adventures with with one being kind of a big one um and uh that that's a good place to start y- yin slump expeditions
1: when it comes out is going to have a ton of yeah that of will, really that will also, really yeah. well updated adventures as well
2: okay okay so uh kind of to, to, to break that down uh if you're doing a palladium fantasy game an easy way to go one one that one that you and i have have both done apparently is uh, start off as a mercenary group. Have a uh, have a, um, support OCCs in your group to to make nice with the with the people that are around. You know, get your name up there, get a little famous, and then you know, organizations are going to start hiring you. Organizations like uh, like uh, 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 constables of a city or. Uh, or a uh, military is, is going to see you and, and pick you up for a special operation. That, get, that increases your name even more. You start getting legendary. Then you start working for, you know, higher levels, higher echelons of, uh, of government, you know, like uh, uh, viziers or, or kings even or princes or whatever. And then, then your name really gets up. Then you can actually be a hero of, of your land. So you're growing throughout the entire campaign from a ragtag mercenary team until you get to the A team, and then when, when once you get A team level, then, then then you can start working working yep. for the big boys and get famous, and then then you like know, you're heroes in your own right. Okay, that 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 seems like a logical progression and easy enough to maintain. Yep. Also, think about
3: consequences. I I'm always shocked at how many people don't think about consequences. So, like, I had this one guy come up to me and tell me at a convention and say, "I don't know what to do. My game's out of control. My group." It's just going around like they're killing everyone. They killed the sheriff. They killed this guy. They killed, you know, the mayor. You know, they took over the town. And I'm like, who is? Didn't the sheriff have a brother or a kid or an uncle or whatever sure. want revenge? Didn't he? Doesn't he answer to some feudal lord who's going to send in his knights to who the fuck is messing with my town? Yeah. He just killed our yeah. sheriff. Was a sheriff a good guy? If he's a good guy, are, are, is your player group bad guys? You know, there should be other heroes out to destroy yeah. them or, or bring them to justice. Consequences. I mean, even if you kill a bad guy, again, he's got brothers, maybe children, best friend who's maybe. like, vengeance shall be mine. I mean, many people. No, no, we're true murder hobos. When we kill someone, we kill their whole family. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and, and even if you took out a bad guy and did everything right, again, think about consequences in the real world. You yeah. just created a vacuum in that right. environment. Vacuum. Who's right. going to come in to take over? And are
2: they worse than the bad guy you just killed? Oh, better yet. Better yet. Uh, you, as a, as a gaming group, you're still at the mercenary stage. You are paid to take out a rogue mercenary group that is that is do, doing their jobs. But to do it, they burn down oh. villages. And all that stuff, you got to go right. and you pick see them it, out. right? Yeah, yeah you yeah. send the messages. Game so is- yeah, you're sending a message to the players. You start being murder hobos, then you're going to get a contract out on you, just like you got a contract yep. out on them. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah. Okay.
0: But we happening? we were just—it's funny because we were talking about that a bit on uh, Friday night when we were talking about using IPs in games, and you know, when people go off the plot, so to speak, you know, with that intellectual property, where mm. you know, and you want to kind of constrain them to whatever you know the the theme or that setting is. It's like. Yeah, there are absolute consequences. If you try to do something outside the scope, I don't care how good you are, when you murder a bunch of people, you're going to be found out. It might not be that day. You might think you're the smartest person. This is something that I've been I've been struggling trying to explain to players so much recently. You are not that smart. Everybody well, at some point, if you overdo it, get caught. That doesn't mean you can't get away with one or two. But you're ultimately not that smart because you probably don't even realize that people are investigating things that you're not aware they're even investigating. You're, you know, I, the real world's the same thing. Well, you know, that one out of every 10 doesn't get caught. Eh, that's not exactly as true as you think it is. It depends Sometimes on how many you're times for-
2: they, they do the dumb thing. Well, it
0: yeah. depends. But but ultimately, if, you, if that is your goal, you just all I, I killed the town. I, well, I, killed the, you know, I killed this person. I killed that person. Eventually, I killed the town. You're going to get found out. I don't care how many times you bury the bodies. The bodies will get dug up. The matter is how long are you going to last? And great. But once you're found out, if you wipe out 15 people, do you think that the entirety of the Kingsguard isn't going to come after you? Well, and it's fantasy. Maybe their spirit
1: Magic. goes and tells someone. Yeah. Yep, you know, right? Like their restless spirit from being murdered. Yeah. Yep.
2: Just seance that stuff, and uh, they'll 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 get a. Maybe they just become a ghost. Police artist sketch.
3: that wants vengeance and
2: seeks yeah. it out. I
1: mean, well, here
3: and here's here's a great example of of a consequence that people didn't think of in my one of my original Defiler games. Uh, it was playing fantasy, as I was developing the game, is they could gamble their soul away to get stuff. And at first, <laughs> everyone's like, oh, no, my soul, no. And then the first guy who who gambles, loses, um, and and loses his soul, everyone's like, what happened? How do you nothing. feel? How does he feel? And it's like, uh, all right. feels fine. There's nothing. And they're like, I'm next. I'm next. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, so, like, I have, like, six players who don't have souls. And they're just they're going along. Everything's fine. And uh, I think they even kind of forgot that they lost their souls. And, and, and one day, they're they're walking through a graveyard, and I, I pull the six guys aside, and I hand them new character sheets. And I say, these are your characters now. And they're like, what do you mean? I said, you've been possessed by, by <laughs> yep. the spirits. Yep. And they're like, well, don't we get a savings throw? And I'm like, no, no you're yeah, an was-
2: empty husk. Yeah, you're a vacant house. There's a right. squatter in you. That's all, that's <laughs> right. all it is. You're, you're a squatter now. And and, and it was awesome because they
3: they had never considered it. And after they got over the initial shock, they were great. They really tried to play those characters. They tried to get away from the rest of the group. Because now these these spirits are like, holy crap, I'm alive again. I want to go and do whatever. I want to get back into the world. Yeah. And And then the characters
2: are saying, pleasure robot. No, no, no. They're not saying that. (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) Well, here we got a super chat that I think is kind of timely here. Can you, read, I've got it shrunk so I can read the right. questions. Can you read it, Kevin,
2: that? I love the system. Where is Heroes Unlimited on the revival schedule and how can I get the CyberWorks book if I miss the Kickstarter campaign? Two questions. Well,
1: CyberWorks Thank you for the $5. Uh, will be available very soon. Um, so we have the rest of the, the copies that were yeah. getting printed coming in in a few weeks. So, um, yeah, this is already going out. We are going to have co- we do have some copies at, uh, Gen at Gen Con, so if you're at Gen Con, definitely drop it by. And but pick the rest it up. of our print run is
3: probably two three weeks. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's so, uh, what what you have right now is dedicated for the for the people who already ordered it. And you're not going to get backers, for, yeah, backers you know, got, got the yeah. good,
1: you know, got their copies first. And then right. we have some that we are, we are, we do have quite, uh well, no, it's a limited number that we're taking to Gen Con.
3: So these will be so, made available in our store. But they will
1: be on our store in a few weeks and okay. we'll, we'll, we'll uh, put a note, of course, in the weekly update. Yep. Okay. Now about
2: heroes Unlimited. heroes unlimited, excuse me. Uh, he, he said on our refresh schedule. I don't know what that means. A revival, a revival oh, yeah, schedule. Sure. It, I, I don't know. I didn't know. I didn't know it was dead, but uh, okay. Okay. But yeah, I mean you're technically right. I mean, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's not. An bad, it, yes, it's we, not have, bad, uh, we have we uh, have
3: plans for it. I, I. So our new policy is not to announce stuff until it's actually. Okay, you can say we have, have
2: generic plans for, for it. Yeah, for, so or, yeah. It, and, for, then
1: and then we're very it. active production, and we want and we want to announce it. To, yeah, to, to build up hype and stuff, but it's not. Well, I'll just put it this way: we do have. Just so everyone knows, um, if you go to the Playing Books website, we do have a page that has our current. Um, mm-hmm. production status for everything that's i think we need to switch that make sure that we update it that titan robotics and
2: site construction oh, yeah. are done yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and that gensloff uh yeah. jungles provides yeah. expanded is out but but yeah i mean that is a pretty current page so you can see kind of what's 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 what we're like actively working on what's at a boil yeah. um, what's 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 at a little slower pace you know maybe in the background yeah so
3: we have no immediate plans for heroes unlimited our our focus right now is 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 riffs fantasy and uh beyond the supernatural
1: those are the three things that we will those are
3: are at the top of our list right now. with a a follow-up
0: based on what you just said right there and this is something that people have said to me a bit i I would like you to confirm or deny or ignore uh which is your your main selling game is riffs right absolutely Okay, so even though I'm sitting here whining constantly about after the buy, <laughs> as a as, a, as a, to be fair to you,
3: Rifts is going to be what keeps the lights on. Uh, pretty much. Yeah, R- and Rifts. help us grow, right? Yep. But fantasy has been been really strong. I mean, honestly, with Heroes Unlimited, historically, our our top game has been Rifts with. I, even when, when we had Turtles and Robotech, Rifts was just it outsold everything, It was yeah. fantastic. Um, but uh And those games were sledge. knocking out the two licensed properties, Palladium Fantasy and Heroes Unlimited are number two and three um, bestsellers. Okay. sellers. And which one was number two or number three kind of Split depends between the years. They kept swapping, yeah. And, 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 like we've talked about, I
1: mean, a lot of it right now, um, when I, when Kevin asked me to join, um, as his business partner, you know, we took a look at things and it's like, well, these are the things we've announced that, and that we yeah. and are, are in some state of production with yeah. the art and or manuscript. And so we're, we're, we're getting those things yeah. finished, um, to clear the platter so that we can do things, All you know, kinds of new way things. more, more, more yeah. maneuverable and strategic with the rest of our moves.
3: and, after the bomb is not, you know that that's not going to be ignored.
2: No. Well, uh, I, yeah, the the uh, background, <laughs> the uh, introduction, the background uh, should be. Yeah, the uh, the
0: history to it can be ignored, but the, the game the itself is great. Yes.
2: Burned. <laughs> yeah, burned. That's that's what I'm looking for. Well, you just, know, I just
0: look at it as just another post-apocalyptic one. Well, the old one is just shorter, but yeah. Um, oh, good. Like when I when I look at something like Road Hogs and. Uh, and into and the Yucatan and so forth. Those books are like what, ten pages long, and you know make make a, a set. And it's well, mostly 48. OCC. What's that? Yeah, the forty-eight pages. Are they well, yeah, the edges, They don't you feel know, you, you get the meaning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he exaggerates
2: but, to clarify.
0: I, I do, I do a lot. But uh, and then yeah. it's, it's like an OCC, and there's or it's not even OCCs because it's skill based. I, you know, the program basically is like, oh, look, I get two repair skills, and that's the entirety of this book. Lovely. But there is actually a really big feel, and to be fair, and I'm gonna say this on the stream right now: New West Spirit West versus Roadhogs, Roadhogs wins. Roadhogs that mad maxi feel, love it. Want more road hogs and I want road hogs to take over New West. <laughs> but, <laughs> but but no, I like just as an example, there's so much space there. The good news is as a game master, I get to fill in what I want. The bad news is, is really those things someday. So I am not trying to rush you, but someday they really, really, really could use more oomph to it. Because I think the coalition is better than the Empire of Humanity because it's better defined. The Empire of Humanity seems like a caricature. Yeah. Um uh, you know, and then those books—great animal resources in there. But now, after the bomb, has most of those anyway. So I don't want to say there's no use to them, but there's little use to them other than a couple little mechanic rolls here, here and there. Well, or Not complaining. Want- it's 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 sign of the times. It is, that's it why- is
1: adventure material and, and story yeah. material. So I mean, there is yeah. that.
0: For, eh, for, for the for the I, times, yeah, I think the stuff that you guys produce right now is ten times better. Oh no oh, well, yeah. no 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 no! I yeah.
1: I just I I have heard from players that are like when they discover the old After the Bomb books, they're like these are great, you know, like these have cool stories and this is really unique ideas. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, really fired me up. But yeah, it's not the same as no. no I think I mean I mean stuff. I really feel up, like we're putting out with with yeah. with Yinsloth and with Timerbox. Mm-hmm. The game is upped, you know. Yeah. When Kevin was going through Yinsloth um, jungles, yeah he and revising it and expanding it he i mean it's pretty cool and it's it, he he was like wow it really has been a while and you know he's upped his game too you know yeah, so that's- yeah
3: exactly i was re- looking at some of that stuff and i'm like okay it's it's cool but it could be so much cooler or gee i really published that <laughs> you know i mean we have oh those god. moments <laughs> I put on the table after that garbage oh my god <laughs> all right
0: so uh did you get your heroes unlimited question heathen dog yeah
2: yeah
0: okay I
4: think
0: it, yeah. so there are a lot of similar questions on here by the way if you answered it the last time you're here i have no problem you say look we talked about it last time go watch that live stream if you don't want to address it again because i think we do have a couple of those but uh are there any plans to expand the lore of mechanoids either in its own source book or additional supplemental information in another source book but I, don't you have a huge mechanoids like <laughs> As far as I'm aware, Mechanoids is all over the place. Yeah. Uh
1: well, I mean, so Absolutely. one thing I would say
0: is is you do in the Cyborg
1: collection, you do have a nice remastered copy mm-hmm. of, of Sourcebook 2 Sourcebook. Mechanoids. Oh, is that 2 uh, okay? For, for Rifts, it was Sourcebook 2 Mechanoids, yeah. Um for Rifts, which it expands on the core Mechanoids lore. Mm-hmm. Um now, that is an uh, older book that's that but it's still definitely in print, it's still definitely mm-hmm. beloved. Do you want what else do you want to say on
2: Stay tuned.
0: <laughs> by the way, that, uh, folks. Just by looking at their faces, there's mechanoid stuff coming. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, I we we never want there you guys no, for I money and poker. No. That's what I want. Hold me want responsible to, if it doesn't happen. <laughs> I want to sit around a poker table with you with all of your money and all of my money. Because I'm going to tell you, after about two hours, it's going to be all of my money. You guys are bad. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, we might have a certain policy, but I can't help but smiling when certain things come
0: up. <laughs> well, right. it's it's good that you and the fans are on the same page. If if this is true, hypothetically speaking, if this is true, I mean, it's that you and the fans are on the same page. One, it shows that you feel what the pa- fans are putting out there, and two, that you're listening. I see it all as a good, good thing. Are there any world books planned for Dead Rain?
3: Currently, there's nothing on this. Yeah, schedule. no. Yeah, not, not at the moment. No. Okay. Okay. You okay. know,
0: with the amount of people, because you just said a moment ago that Rifts being number one, then here's Unlimited Plating Fantasy kind of flip flop and being, we'll say the number two and three, right? The amount of people that post Dead Rain on my Discord, you, I you would think Dead that Rain would be number,
2: number two. I mean, from, from our small, example, small of like 500 well, people, okay. Dead Rain would be would be far and away. You know, you 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 you'd be living in Costa Rica having having yeah. a harem and stuff if 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 Dead Rain souls which how many times I've read it on my Discord. It's crazy. I, it's definitely number four. Did you say uh, Costa Rica with a harem? <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: I was making sure I got that one right. What what, what what do you want? Canada with a harem? I don't want that. I, 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 yeah, whatever. Let's just move on. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Dead Rain is really popular. It, it's, Bane, it, 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 it's funny that uh, I, I, I made the people... same
1: comments to Kev.
3: I'm like,
1: how, how are we selling all this This dead rain? Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's a good game. It's a great game. And yeah. I agree with that comment. I think Palladium zombies are the best. Zombies. Yes. I, think- I mean, I put a ton of thought. In, so, so what sort of this background behind dead rain was I, I had this freelancer, a uh, fan guy, um, Josh Hilden and, and his, and his partner, um, creative partner. And they had this game that I saw him run a million times. We actually had him at a Gen Con at one point. And he was running quick little demo games, and people loved this thing. Um, and he wanted to do this book, and I'm like, awesome. And he he dicked around with it for like six years, and that was sort of the problem. I think he over that time period he lost sight of what he wanted to do. So they turn in this manuscript that was basically everything I asked him not to do, <laughs> um, and the dead the the dead was like a page like two pages the zombies was a two-page description and when i asked him why that is i mean it should be the focus zombies are important and we yeah. need to make them unique and interesting it's like well kev they're they're just you know dead animated dead what can you write about them and you know that's like an instant challenge in my brain it's like well you can write all kinds of things how do we make this new and interesting Um, and I gave him a shot at at rewriting the book and he didn't want to take it. So I sat down and basically I wrote the book in my mind, what I had seen him play, you know, a hundred times. Plus, I mean, I put in, you know, the Kevin Sambita, Palladium kind of touch where, how do we make zombies different? But he had a lot of great ideas, like, how the zombie moan works and how it's kind of like a dinner call. Once one zombie starts to moan, the others instantly know that that's oh, it's a dinner bell. Somebody's found living, you know, food. And then more zombies join in and they start to moan and it gets louder and louder. And it's it's an awesome mechanic, at least the way I did it, because it creates that sense of urgency. Right. Because the zombies start to gather, it is like geometric so first you have two zombies then there's four zombies and there's eight zombies and there's 16 zombies and now you better get your shit together and grab whatever it is you're grabbing and get the hell out of there because next there's 32 zombies and you're in deep shit. um and one of the things that i found fascinating when i was play testing it and i happen to have the advantage of um play testing at several small conventions that i happen to be invited to that year is complete strangers You know, a lot of people talk about how in in real life, you know, it'd be like the classic, there's a great scene in in one of the early Walking Dead episodes where one of the supposedly good guys trips or shoots, you know, some guy, one of the, some new survivor they ran into so that he falls and the zombies lunge on him and he can get away. I didn't see that in any of the games. It It was like this really cool, we're like the last people for all we know. So... Oh my gosh, Heathen Dogs characters in trouble. We can't let the zombies get them. And then the group is ch- diving in and chopping hey. all zombies with machetes and blasting them in the head with you know shotguns. And it's like, this is awesome. And, and I think it really captures that, and some of the mechanics in there, and some of the zombie types really lend to that. So you really get this kind of fun survival game that that that's more than just Oh, it's a zombie. Shoot it. Did you did you tell them about the secret dead rain
1: source book? Secret dead rain source book. Yeah, it's called System Failure.
0: Oh. <laughs> Interesting. I have system failure. And man, the people keep getting on my butt about the fact that I don't have dead rain. <laughs> that's weird. But I mean,
1: seriously, if you that's one of those ones that I, I remember when I first read Systems Failure, I was I was like. Holy crap, Kevin! This game's awesome. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, there's a lot of stuff that you could take from that. You could yes, and directly apply yeah. it to
3: including uh, to a Dead, bunch right? of the the characters, right? Right, all right. the characters,
1: right. yeah. Now so and the factions and some of the other stuff. That, I mean, it's just got a lot of cool stuff. So yeah, even I mean, if you don't use the the monsters, right? Um, I think it it really holds up well in that
2: in that vein. Um, I like really it. proud of the zombies
3: in it. You know, we yeah, try speaking to make of it... the zombies.
2: Speaking of the zombies, uh the, the, the zombies see PPE, right? They sense it. Yes, is that yeah. So I kind of like that because when when I when I first read that it reminded me a little bit of Return of the Living Dead, the movie. Mm-hmm. The the really, really corny movie in the in the 80s, and uh when the zombies fed. For an hour or two, they were calmer. You, they could actually talk. And I'm like, wait a minute. PPE is is life energy, basically. It's, 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 it's generated by a living person. Right. So if the zombie eats the PPE, as they're burning through it to keep their body in motion, they may actually get some of their mind back.
3: Well, in our game, they actually regenerate a
2: little bit. So they could look fresher rather than... Right. Rather than all decay and stuff, but plus it's it's an explanation to keep them around longer because if they would rot away after a certain right. period of time, but no, right. no, the PPE helps them regenerate. But in my idea, wait, what if it also works like Night Living Dead when, when one of one of the zombies it had no legs and you know, it was an old zombie, came uh, came out of a grave, and ate a ate a person's brain, but then was calm, and would could answer questions, simple questions but still answer questions that time. But then an hour later it was all ravenous and just moving to kill anything that moved. I'm like, what if I made zombies like that? So you need to write
1: our next source book.
3: I mean, uh (laughs) well, see, and this is a great example of when you mentioned how we steal ideas, we're all sitting here going, that sounds pretty good. And you get, you know, you get that fan excited and they start talking about, have you ever considered, I think this would be cool. And you're like, Mm-hmm.
0: so kevin sean just so you know i will edit that part out so he has no video <laughs> evidence that he came up with that idea
2: <laughs> you're a dick yes
0: <laughs> so uh as we now know there is a source book for uh for dead rain system sure. failure and uh you can expect one soon tm uh you know that includes zombies that uh, that can think all right <laughs> That's it. they're like no don't say that Uh, all right (laughs) right. moving on to riffs Um, this one was interesting to me because I don't pay close attention to this because I'm a pencil and paper type person I like to write my own stuff down but says the last official palladium riffs announced or automated character sheet was version 5 understand the next two updates have already been submitted to you when might we see those updates published if at all that's way inside baseball more than I know
3: Yeah, actually, it's a little bit more than I know. I wasn't, uh, Wayne Smith tends to handle that. I I wasn't even aware that we had a new updated version. Okay. So.
0: I tried to convert it over to Google Docs because I don't use Excel and that didn't work so well. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, all right, uh, what books or other resources did you use for the mythology in mystic China? It seems like there might be a ton of information available, but I don't know where to start. This is somebody who wants to do a Chinese-Asian-based theme and wants to kind of know where you... Now, just my follow-up
3: question is, was that Eric that did that? Yeah, so Eric is... Uh, so first of all, all of us, research is, is really important, and, and there's a lot more research than you might imagine. Um, like when we first developed Beyond the Supernatural, the, the main writer read like a 1,000 books, and um, I only read like 300. Uh, oh, that's it.
2: Only, oh, you punk.
3: I know what it was. So in Eric's case, he he fell in love with China and the culture and the mythos. And he actually um, went to Michigan's uh, U of M. um, The University of Michigan to get into their library and read all kinds of stuff there. I've got a shelf of about 100 books. Um, and it, half and of them
1: from Eric Woodick. They're really impressive. I just have to say, as someone who was a China analyst for the, you know, the military and uh, you know, missionary in Taiwan and stuff, I mean, these are like really, really cool, like Chinese lore and and and, and fairy tale and background books.
3: So yeah, just just fish around and, and read all kinds of things. There's there's a gazillion books on um, stories. I mean, come on, China's been around for thousands of years, yep. so.
1: More than ever, we've got a lot of stuff that's been translated or released, in
3: and there's all kinds of crazy stuff. I mean, it's awesome. I mean, I mean, their culture, it, a lot of their stories, a lot of their mythos is almost like comic books. I mean, it's unlike whacked out comic books where these, you know, this guy comes down with his sword and slays a thousand people with you, you know, two swishes, and uh, you know, it's there's a lot of great material there. I, I don't know where to tell you how to start other than just start buying or going to the library and researching online and just check it out there's there's all kinds of shit the reason there's no china 3 because there was supposed to be china 3 which really focused on magic is eric barely just started it before he, he passed away and uh he had all kinds of amazing ideas for it. And he, had to, he shared a bunch of things with
2: me. And, uh, Do we have his notes? Uh, very few. Do we have his notes? No, he was buried with them. Do you have a shovel?
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of it was. You know, yeah, one of the yeah. things of Woodchick is he was always working on like like 30 different projects at once. So, you know, you were lucky to get something out of him every five years because he had 30, 40 different things going on in his head, you said, which you, never got finished. There's stuff I can't tell you about,
1: but I you would. Blow your mind if you saw what I've seen that Kevin just pulls out of. <laughs> off a shelf. I can't even tell him about it. <laughs> but
2: it was just—it's like yeah, like I'm ser- when I ask him that, it's a
1: serious <laughs> question. Um, but uh, no, I mean I, 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 as someone who's a big fan, um, there's the Red Cliff movies. Uh, from China, there's uh, Romance, uh, which is part of the Romance of the Three Kingdoms saga, which is like their version of King Arthur and Robin Hood, yeah. and you know all this stuff. All the Hundred Years of War, I'll put into one. Um, but yeah, those that's some of the stuff I threw out there. As well, oh, yeah, and, and that's that's a, that's Chinese a, that's a great book.
3: point. Is don't just limit yourself to books. I mean, watch the movies. Watch. Oh, yeah. sure. and those are, those yeah. things are in book format. There and and, there's and that'll many, give you yeah, ideas of what to stuff. track down and do more research on. And- right, right. I mean, uh, with with, with Dead Rain, I sat back, even though I was kind of a zombie fan already and had seen a million movies and then actually met George Romero. um, You know, I went back and watched like 30 freaking zombie movies and TV shows and all kinds of shit just to get back into that feel and how, you know, how can I take it, take this mythos and these many ideas and make it something unique. And that's what you want to do, whether you're running a book on zombies or China or whatever.
2: For for me, uh, if, it it if, it would be two different paths I would take. If if you're playing Chinese characters in China in riffs, I would I would read books that are just you know just just Chinese or or watch watch movies that are that are just Chinese. And there's there's plenty of those even in, in English that. That are really good but if you're playing uh from a, from another system north america europe africa whatever and you're moving to china as as the scene but you are not chinese yourself my favorite book on that whole uh uh that whole man out of place type thing is shogun it's a huge book it's like a billion pages i don't even know i i read yeah, it. Well, watch the miniseries <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you watch main series, There you go. Yeah, but the but the the book *Shogun*, where, where there there is the 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 British uh, pilot Blackthorn, it lives uh, is it li- lives in Japan. Now this is, this is this is Japan, but it's the same thing where the idea of he slowly gets acclimated and accepted into society, and it it gives the game master uh, goalposts, you know, to 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 acclimate your 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 characters into. Into Japan or mystic China, for your role playing game, they have to hit this level of popularity, this level of understanding, and then they can move on and get more responsibility, become trusted, stuff like that. And that's really the only thing as a game master, when you're doing a book, you can actually prepare your your game for the player's actions because you don't know what they're going to do, turn left, turn right. But if they want to ingratiate themselves in society, there's a path they have to take. They have to be nice people. They have to be kind. And if you do this, do that, then the goalpost moves again. And now you're higher level and you go here until at the end you are the you are a a personal retainer of the Shogun, you know, or or whatever the equivalent is for for Mystic China, stuff like that. So, yeah, you, you can make the road path with with these tools as your guide. You know, if you understand how how the people think and what they do, why they do it, then you can you can understand how your players can acclimate themselves in this environment or what they have to do to get ahead, to 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 save face, to to gain gain fame. But not too much fame, because in some societies, if you stand out too much from the crowd, you're you're considered a rabble rouser no matter what, you know, stuff like that. It's all the whole you know, Southeastern Asian society type thing that you have to wrap your head around. Even though I was writing
0: the entire book right here.
2: God damn it. You're right. <laughs> I'm going to stop. stop. No, I'm, I'm well, giving. Yeah. I'll throw out
1: one more thing. I think that's a good suggestion, though. But uh, the other thing I'll throw out is and it, if you want char- like Chinese themed characters and storylines and, and you know, reminiscent type stuff, Three Kingdoms, Romance
2: of Three Kingdoms is really good. Mm, yes. Um, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, but the other thing I would say is also um, Journey to the West. So, which also inspired, like um, Dragon Ball Z,
2: right? Dragon Ball Z, right? Yeah, yep. so, it's, yeah. it's uh, a, it's a, it's a really, really old Chinese fable. Yeah. Yep. But
3: I, I wanted to kind of build on what you said, Heathen Dog, which is when you're writing a game. So research is part of it. So you have to take in all this information to get a feel for the culture and the magic and blah blah blah. But as a game designer, you now have to think about. What do you want to present? What parts of that world and that culture do you want to mm. pre- present? As Heathen Dog was saying, how do you present it? Um, and who and what are your player characters? Yes, and right. what is their goal? What is their mission? We, we recently had an excellent writer uh, turn in a manuscript that I can't tell you about. But <laughs> when we were talking to him about it, he had all these great ideas and had a really good idea for the world and he had a nice good world overview and Sean and I both went what are the players what do I do as a player
2: mm. and he would talk more about the world and we're like like yeah, that's great how do they fit in the world how Bingo. how do yeah. the players interact with the world in a way that not only makes sense but is also I don't know fun <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's exactly or right a, a story right.
0: <laughs> Well, it, it's funny you say that because I have a super chat I have to read here because it's thirty dollars, but we'll get to that in a moment because it's going to segue us. Uh, because when we were going over like uh, Africa and one of the other books, I forget what it was. People are like, man, when Kevin does these these non we'll call non American non Western uh, Western European settings, they're really generalized and they're really vague, and man. There's so much he more he could have done with it. And my response was like, "Dude, do you know how much research it takes to right. get that right?" This, I I don't think he has got for l- the internet, right? And and yeah. and you know, so, but he did such a good job with China. And then I was the one that mentioned, "said so, Well, I think that was more Eric than Kevin. I might be wrong on that, but Kevin was the Asian expert, if I remember correctly. He even lived there, uh, like Eric, the, yeah, Eric. yeah,
4: Eric, yeah right, Eric.
0: right. So like, yeah, he he." they're good friends you know th- that was luck on his part he doesn't have somebody who lives in the middle of africa whose family was raised there whatever that that he can that, uh, that he can fall back oh, on so he has to do it all through his own research so things are going to be more vague but then here's my second part and then go uh, beat me with both of them is if you remember the old Dungeons and dragons oriental adventures it yeah. wasn't japan it wasn't china Wasn't Mongolia, the Philippines, or anything. It was a conglomerate because, you know, Karater, right? But it was, it it combined all of those. And right, it didn't meet the earth mindset of like, well, that didn't actually happen over there in Japan. But as you're saying, You know what it did do? It allowed you to play that Hong Kong flick you wanted to play. It allowed you to play that ninja movie you wanted to play. It turned the tropes, oh, which are bad nowadays, into a game that could be fun for the players, even if it didn't exactly meet. Like, my wife is Japanese. Like, oh, well, in Japan, we wouldn't have done that. Now, she doesn't care. But the point is, like, nobody's worried about that correction because we wanted to play a game that was fun. So how much of that, the, the two being, look, there's a lot of history you have to get into and is the time worth the, you know, the result and then the, the generality versus the specificity of it. If you want to. Okay. So, so
2: basically your question is, when do you stop digging? Well, I didn't when really have go, a question. I, I just wanted them to address both
0: aspects of it,
1: but yeah,
2: yeah, I have enough lore. This is, this is enough. I don't need to go any deeper.
1: Well, and how much does your target audience know? Yeah. So I think one of the things that um, I was personally, I'll say that well, Ken probably has really great answers, but I think a lot of people dog on stuff because it's easy to look it up on Wikipedia now um, which isn't as reliable as it used to be as an information source by the way but um, you know when I got ninjas and super spies when I got um, you know New West and Spirit West when I got Africa back then there wasn't the Internet I was learning a lot of stuff I'd never even heard of before I would never seen before I I learned a lot about Japan from the Riff's World Book. And, I, you know, it, I think that the books actually do a really good job of kind of introducing you to, like, the general history. And then this is how it's changed in the apocalypse. Kind of captures well, the spirit of it. Yeah. And, yes. well, and, and it gives you – it's a basic primer for – an audience that is going to be back then would be unfamiliar with it and couldn't just go look it up on the internet. You'd have to literally go to a huge library, like in the downtown metropolitan area to be able to read about these things. I know that people forget about that, but these books were literally a product of their time and Mm -hmm. aimed for users at that time. So I think that that they get a lot of of flack when I think it's really kind of horseshit from a bunch of people who've never written anything, but also, they, you know, it's it, it it provided some things that were really necessary for 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 consumers back then. Um, and then a, a lot of this stuff, we've actually gotten a lot of people saying that from those different cultures or groups that say that they're like, "Wow." I, maybe I would have done this a little different, or I honestly obviously, obviously this is fiction or or, or or a fantasy version, but they really liked it and they really appreciated yeah. the approach, which is so funny because we have a bunch of people that maybe aren't from those areas or don't know those cultures or you know didn't you know aren't experts yeah. on those cultures who start dogging on stuff. Yeah. And I just think it's like, well, it's funny when you come out here and say that, but you really don't know
3: that much. My my I'm sorry, go ahead, Kevin. I was just going to say a lot of times I also leave it, so so just it, it, sort of a two-part answer to mm-hmm. your why is it vague. One is my general philosophy of I'm going to give you enough to work with and you can take it wherever you want. Because I really feel like the game master and the players, it's your game. Make it what you want it to be. Focus on what you want. Do more research and focus on this or go in that direction or this direction. I'm just laying you out the basics so you can take it from, from there. And, and, and so that's a lot of times why, why it's vague. Um, and then the other thing is, again, sort of what is the story I'm trying to tell? Like in the case of Africa, I couldn't find a ton of good research at the time, um, when we were writing it, plus the real focus on that book, as a, even though in, in Heathen Dog, looking Joe, I told you it's not a world book. <laughs> we were focused more on the adventure element of, you know, this category or yeah. horsemen of the apocalypse. That was the main story um, that we ran with, as opposed to filling out um, what that world was. You know, I had that same. It, ironically, Africa doesn't bother me so much as scyscape which is a great book sold gazillions of them people love it there's nothing about scyscape in there i mean there is a little bit but i mean you don't see scyscape you don't go to scyscape why the fuck is it called scyscape <laughs> well, you know but, it, but i mean Kevin, there's a mist you have to travel through to get to scyscape there you go <laughs>
0: Well, and no, it, no, I, 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 that, the first answer, especially, I absolutely love that answer because one of the things, again, I, in the 90s, I don't know why, maybe it was people I was around, maybe it's just me growing up, but I really was becoming simulationist and I could picture myself in the 90s being that, well, actually, guy, you know, as, as, you know, you dive into these things, but now you do, and I, and I word it a little differently, but I, I again, love the answer because provide the framework. So we, we, know, we know the sandbox we're playing, we got the frame, we know how to handle things, you know, the foundation, so to speak. And then from there, build what you want. And, and I'm, I'm a huge fan now of frameworks, like when it comes to games, just give me the framework for the game that I need. The, the bare minimum rules I need to run this thing and make decisions when somebody goes outside scope a little, you know, so to speak. And that's what I think those world books provide
3: unfortunately it it's a little bit of an antiquated approach because i think because of video games and card games and the proliferation of board games all of which is good and great and wonderful they're so specific mm. that people including role players they want everything spelled out for them Ugh. yeah i and think that's then, a that's a problem that's that's not a that's not that's not a feature that's a bug <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree, but I, I'm old school where, yeah, you took that and you created your own adventures. I, I don't think I ever bought, just an, personally, an adventure book for any game, because I would take the basic foundation and then build on it and take it where I wanted to go. Uh, and I understand that people, a lot of people need those adventures and adventures help build the world. And if you do them right, they can be just as exciting as, as a world book. But You know, I think the idea of I'll just take this and spin on it or, oh, there's a big hole in this story. I'll fill it with this. That's that's not as prevalent as it was even 20 years ago, 15 years ago. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. I I have to get this super chat because it's one of the high dollar ones. Uh, So how how will you view PDFs going forward with printing being so expensive? Would it be financially viable to prioritize PDFs first? What about books plus PDF bundles? That question came up about 50 times. So I guess you're getting it earlier than I was going to ask. It was the the books plus PDF, and I do know we asked that last time. But when I said that to folks, they're like, "Yeah, but we want to see if there's an updated status on that yeah, idea." No, no, no. There is, there is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, I'm, um, you know,
1: how do we view the PDFs? We view them on computer screens now. Um. We. Uh, no, oh. no.
0: <laughs> In mobile platforms. And mobile platforms. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um you can even print them out. No, um, <laughs> um no, we, well, so th- this, this is one of those things. I mean, there's, there's, we're trying to do a lot at, at once and prioritize very carefully, but like the remastered PDFs, we see PDFs is very important, making sure that we can offer the best experience possible with our PDFs moving forward. Right. Because you can't just in one fell swoop change all the past 40 years. Um, and it's a lot of work. Um, i think we talked about this but for the cyberworks collection for instance we had to send the scan the the the, the high-res scans that we had of sourcebook 2 mechanoids to a company that specializes yeah. in um you know digitizing basically and giving you the text um of of um of, of archival books and they sent that back it was useful um, it was. I could have been a little better. We'll try another service next time. Yeah. But um, you know, and then I went through and 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 basically rebuilt the whole book from scratch because there was no digital version. There were just these scanned versions. That's why it was like that before. So it is a lot of work to bring those other ones back. Um, but we think it can be worth it. And that's, again, one of the great things about the we want to do with Kickstarters going forward is bring as many synergies as we can together with making remastered versions of things, which we can then put into a a print collection and stuff like that. Um, The other thing is, is we're really close. There's been so many different things and we've only got so many hours in the day, but um, we're really close to launching our new uh, Palladium Books web store. And one of the great things about that is that um, it is going to have right now our, our current software um is built for a certain merchant platform that doesn't which can't do it but we will be offering pdfs through the palladium books web store um and um, as well as drive through as well as drive through and then um with that we one of the big things we're excited about is providing bundles um okay. where where possible um now the big the big thing is is right now um pdfs are nice but they do not drive our business yeah. um you know physical books is our bread and butter um and uh you know some of this is about perception of value um because um a lot of people wouldn't pay nearly as much for a pdf yeah and that adds up quick you know um when it comes down to like the titan robot kickstarter we made the bulk of our money on print yeah. you know even though we had a lot of people that just got in on the pdf levels yeah. um and now we we're also there were really good values. If you jumped in on that Kickstarter, you got, you know, you got the, the, all the collector's edition stuff. Um, cards and, and cards and,
0: and cards, <laughs> but, but you
1: got it all cheaper than you could than you're going to be able to get it at retail. Yeah. And you basically in most cases got the PDF for free if you were yeah. buying the physical book. So you got the, you got a discount on the physical book and you got the PDF for free or you got a yeah. great deal on the PDFs if you got one of the PDF bundles. Um, But yeah, it's 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 a weird thing. We're trying to kind of straddle that line. But um, right now, I mean, for plating books, we're plating books. And I guess that kind of works because we're focused on books. So we're going to stay focused on books. But we are doing everything we can to maximize the viability and the quality of our PDF offerings and then bundle them together with with the rest of the stuff so that. You know, you can save uh, a few bucks when you get both products at once.
0: What, what do you think about some of these companies, whether they're a Kickstarter or there's definitely one big one who's starting to do this that are like, we are no longer going to do physical product. It's just going to be PDFs or online services.
3: If that works for them, great. Like Sean said, we're Palladium Books. We love books. We like yeah. <laughs> physical books. And for at least the foreseeable future. I mean, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Things can change. Um, we also have a warehouse. You know, if we got rid of books, we would need to
1: get rid of the warehouse and half our staff. That'd be kind of cool. So,
0: I mean, like for, for me, for uh, like I only time I use PDFs are on our show. Yeah. I, hate, I hate PDFs. Like I don't well, like them I mean, at work. I don't like them at home. I don't like them anywhere. Maybe a quick lookup. But right. other than that, I want that physical. I want this monster in my hands.
2: He will right, not I- read them, Sam. I am. Yeah.
0: I mean, one of the great things about PDFs is you
1: can search them. So yep. as a game designer, I use them all the time, right? Yep. Because I can have them up on multiple screens, and I'm not. I mean, I, I. You know, it's way easier to access than having, you know, all of the books sitting in a giant pile on a shelf next to me. <laughs> but um, no, I've tried, and uh, <laughs> I had twenty plus books that went into um empires of humanity for savage Rifts. so even though i owned all the Mm, books interesting name yeah right (laughs) um fitting but anyways yeah so i mean no but but pdfs are important um and we want to continue to support that but yeah we uh i know some some companies are going in a direction that's more of a weird new hybrid thing and that's cool for them you know but um we plan on on supporting
0: both yeah both as much as we can but 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 you know the traditional approach to be a little bit more specific about one of the questions that was going to come up later then we can just drop the whole pdf thing if uh in this new palladium store if i buy say titan robotics will i get the pdf with it even if i have to click a button that adds it to it like drive through you know you can get the book the pdf and the book or just the pdf whatever is that going to be an intended option
1: yeah i mean we haven't worked out the details on that exactly you know but and it's weird, like, you know, the, the different e-commerce setups and different. So I'm not exactly sure what that's going to look like because okay. it depends on a bunch of different add-ons. But, but yeah, the intent is that once the PDF is available, that you should be able to buy it together. But, but for instance, right now, one thing that's working really well is making the PDFs something that's, you know, you can get early access to it by, by being part of the crowdfunding mm-hmm. or you can wait. Um, for the general PDF release, which is going to be staggered from the physical print books,
0: and I and I lied to you. I apologize, but I forgot something. First edition PDFs are those in the works? Any plans for those? No. Well, I
3: mean, some are already available. Some besides what's already. Available. Um, okay. I think okay. most first edition books are available as PDFs. Okay. Um, there's a, few there's a couple not. that might not be. I think like Monsters and Animals isn't, and there's one other, but. Pretty much everything else already is um,
1: but if you if they're asking for like the new revised revamped remastered type approach i mean um i don't know if it's yeah really we know. can't prioritize that over new books yeah
0: you know. Gotcha. Okay, I just put it out there because I, I know the, actually the person's watching right now. Who has had that no, to, we, we don't want to lie. We're trying to give honest, straightforward answers. Yeah. yeah,
1: but I mean, if you really for the for the first edition type or the older edition type stuff, that's why we made it available as collectors items, right? Like the Beyond the Supernatural first edition or Play Your Fantasy mm-hmm. first edition. You know, you've got those foil hardcovers, um, so you can still get those.
0: All right. Um, hold on. Da-da-da-da. You know, what? I'll sneak this one in because his super chat, well, Rumble Rant. Uh, to Kevin, is there a secret stash of the leather foil books for Lemuria? It's literally the most attractive foil books cover, and I regret not grabbing it at Gen Con I went to.
3: <laughs> yeah, uh, no, that's, that's the thing, is that much like some of the stuff in Titan Robotics, um, we had done like a, what we called our Insider Crowdfunding thing that we did directly through Palladium, so those are very limited number, and unfortunately, there's not a secret stash. Uh, (laughs) I I have like like two or three of them, but you know, other than that, um, it's personal. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, I mean that's the thing when we do these when we do these limited edition, like we're not kidding. (laughs) Get them now
0: (laughs) while it's hot, you know. So move. We'll move on to the Rifter. Got some people are concerned about Rifter number 86. Apparently, it's been a year since the last one or something, and they're like, Oh my God, has this been canceled again? So, is there any ETA on the Rifter 86?
1: Um,
3: I don't have a direct ETA on it right now. No, hopefully, by the end of this year. Um, it might be early next year. It's uh, you know, we went through so much stuff with with the Kickstarter and you know, shipping overseas, and you guys know about our meltdown printer. Mm Oh my gosh! There's
1: like three weeks of server hell. Um, I mean, just all there's all types of weird stuff that's come up this year. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, the Rifter. We're still we're still definitely aiming. We want to make that make sure that's an yep. annual thing. So okay. um, yeah, we
3: got we got tons of uh, got tons of, of submissions. submissions we want uh, to include, so. A lot of them look really good. So no, it's it's not bad. It's just insanely late. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? You're. Well, I mean, we, we, we never promised anything. Team. To the
1: Rifter. Yeah. We never
3: promised anything
1: specific for the Rifter. We do want to do it annually. Yeah. Um, and that's still our goal, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, well, with the last one when it print, went to print and came out in just in time for the open house. Yeah. So we're only a few months behind that right now. So
0: just give us some time. We're working on it. All right. Uh, this is a two part of really two different questions here, but I'm going to mash it into one. Uh, how do you select which suggestions make it into the Rifter or even a line book and beyond that, beyond what is stated in your submission guidelines for Rifter, is there any advice you would give?
3: I can answer that second question first, I think. So could you. Um, shorter submissions, like, like a lot of people turn in these big, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60 page things. And that's a lot.
1: Especially you if it, you haven't been printed
3: before. Yeah.
1: And we, you may have issues that we need to tell you about.
3: So, you know, a 10 to 20 page submission is, is great. Even a, a four or five or six page yeah. submission is great um, because Rifts is our most popular game. You know, 70% of submissions are Rifts. And so.
1: And only maybe third, 25, 30% of the stuff in the Rifter is Rifts. So we want to make that. it
3: more than that. You know, we don't want to make it just the Rifts. Rifter is just Rifts. So it's gonna you, start are, writing some after the bomb. Yeah, exactly, so well, if you write if you, something after the bomb or Write a better back story. If you have an
1: idea for zombies That wake up from PPE consumption Maybe that should start as a Rifter article And then once you see that in print We give you some feedback You could build it into a 48 page source book Yay.
3: <laughs> I like that <laughs> Or it's just a four page thing That appears in a Rifter And people go, wow, that's neat That was really cool, yeah Um, so, so, so yeah, I think focusing on some of the other game lines rather than riffs and in fantasy is the one we get the next most. So if you focus on things other than riffs and fantasy, you're more likely to get into an issue because, you know, we'll have, we're trying to make sure we have a a
1: wide variety of stuff available, you know? And, And so like when I was putting Rifter 85 together, I only had a few um submission and sometimes there's like oh I see this and I'm like oh this is not print qual I can't this is take forever I'd have to rewrite yeah. the whole thing it's not happening you know so th- those just quickly get put in a bit yeah. but you know from that I might have like oh I've only got one or two choices yeah. if I want to do Palladium uh you know Heroes Unlimited or play or yeah. whatever. So you know that 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 definitely comes into consideration you know yeah. and it's it's are you do du- the other are you duking it out with uh you know maybe some some really great writers or even established writers have already printed a book but they you know will orwin wrote some really great articles on the glitter boy stuff for riffs i mean that was gonna go in rift eighty five because it was so high quality right yeah. so
0: i mean there are still design and editorial standards you have to maintain and the book can yeah. only be so big i i, I get all that but you uh, want
1: to be good and hard-hitting and
0: you yeah. know it's actually one of the few things that i look back at and like my palladium collection that i'm a firm kind of like kevin you said a little bit ago about you didn't buy adventures and so forth and i buy very few of those as well because i like to do my own thing but i also never back in the day bought the rifter one because it said rifter and let's just say my my animosity towards rifts was greater than my love of the other games uh uh, yeah i've i've since converted on that one but uh but also like i don't need that stuff i want to make something new i'll do it on my own well I look back at it and now, it's like, man, I wish I would have had a bunch of those, because in some of the articles that I've read and some of the ideas that have come across, like, you know what? I was trying to figure out a way of how to do that 20 years ago. It's a little late now. You know? uh, well, so
1: sometimes, yeah, sometimes, some people will write these big mechanical treatises on new rules and all this other jazz, but like, some of the great stuff to write that can be just really fun as a writer um, if, is there was, uh, we have dead, had dead Rain Vehicle Loot Tables. For rifter 85 yeah. we had um a bunch of palladium fantasy but
3: it also could be used with anything else yeah. magic items yeah you know um another- yeah, one article i think in rifter 84 was like treasures across the megaverse and it was all kinds of different cool magic items and weird shit and yeah and there's a ton of great stuff in in, in the rifter uh, the various yeah. issues of rifter it's it really is a great resource for mm-hmm. ideas that you can take and build on and
1: it's kind of funny people that start getting the rifter you can tell because then they'll order more and more the whole pile you know and um so it's like it's yeah it's it's a really great resource that i think is very untapped
3: and while uh, a lot of the rifters are out of print i do want to mention that they are all available as pdfs in on drive
2: through rpg right now yeah yep
3: too bad lulu won't let me print them out
0: uh, <laughs> that's a different story uh but it, to be fair like i uh I never collected them but of course I have the collection what was it there's a CD collection put out 20 or so years ago of the 250 Dragon magazines or was it Dungeon whichever one it was you know I I've read through certain Dungeon magazines I've never really felt inspired by them okay some neat ideas I've, I've read through a few rifters now and I'm like, this is, this is night and day difference. Again, not saying this cause Kevin's here. I'm saying this because it is night and day difference. The information provided is very similar to what you'd find in a dragon magazine, but I would actually say it's more relevant. Even if you don't use it, it's more relevant, more food for thought than some 1970s dude <laughs> writing in, in language we don't use anymore, trying to read 10 paragraphs to get the one sentence of, you know, of nugget out of that. Yeah. Right. you know, high Gygaxian, so to speak. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Uh, so I, I, have I've been like, I, how is it? I don't want to admit how impressed that I've been with uh, what I've read through the various rifters I've looked through. So.
3: Well, I just want to point out too, that a lot of that is fans sending stuff in. Right. It's, it's not, and yes, I'm a pro- professional. I've written some stuff and other people, but most of it is just contributions from fans that are like, "Oh, here's a nice little gem," and that's what we try to do when we review those manuscripts when they come in, those submissions. We're looking for those gems where it's like, "Oh, clever idea! Oh, never thought about that. I wouldn't play this, but you know what? I think a lot of other people might. Let's put it in. Oh, here's a cool home rule that we, you know, I won't play, but Someone I can see a lot of other people loving yeah. it. So. You know, and then of course, adventures. And, uh, you know, it's yeah, it's a great little resource. Side note for Heathen Dog
0: here before I get in the next question. Have you seen all the hate that I've been getting for those uh, alignment videos? Dude, no, I had a couple of people write some very long paragraphs. So for Kevin and Sean, uh, we covered palladium alignments because I don't like alignments. I think they're stupid. I, I Just just generally speaking, I think they're stupid. However, if I'm going to use alignments, I think Palladium, and we've said this for years, has the best alignment system ever. I think we even said it when, when you're on here before. So Heathen Dog did a video talking about, hey, how do you play a good character in a mixed alignment group? How do you play an evil character in a mixed alignment group? Yada, yada. <laughs> people didn't like my hot take, and I won't get into it here, but uh, yeah, I got people writing a lot of uh, vitriol towards me because I was like, it doesn't make sense in the world for an evil character, the anti-paladin, so to speak, to group with the paladin—it makes no sense. It's a stupid trope.
2: Nobody should do it.
0: You know? Yeah. Oh, somebody wrote it in a book one time. Oh, yay! But uh, people are always trying to counter me on this, and man, they're not even being nice about it. Like, you no, know, you, no.
2: I okay. I remember that now. Yeah. There's like, oh God, I was in the military, and the oh, Lieutenant you read that boy, one? Yeah. The, <laughs> the, the, the captains hated the sergeants, but we all got the mission done. But we all couldn't stand each other. And I'm like, like that has
0: nothing to do with alignment. <laughs>
2: does nothing do a line that's your job man you want to get paid or you want to go to jail you want you want to go, go to Leavenworth jail. and make yeah, big yeah. rocks and little yeah. rocks for a living now you can do that but you follow orders that's what you do if you're in a military type type you know you say like, it has nothing to do with hierarchy I'm like the entire thing's a military the entire entire hierarchy man that's how it is you know you, the, the guy above you could could you could hate his yeah. guts but if you don't say yes sir fast enough then you know you're in trouble yeah, that you was know, that was what, that's way that's, you're my, right. that's
1: my definition of living hell, Leavenworth.
0: Oh. <laughs> so it's like basic training mixed with prison, the yeah. worst
1: aspects of both at the yeah. same time.
0: Yep. So yeah, that that was interesting. I just want to see. So you did. Yeah, that was along There were a couple others in there that were pretty. Uh, we'll just say angry with me. Lots of timestamps. But with that said, uh, the reason mm-hmm. I bring that up is because uh, we got a question here. The Palladium Experience rewards. Sorry, the PlayDium Experience Rewards and alignments are truly the best out there. But can you explain a little why the Experience Rewards seem to incentivize playing the good alignments? The juiciest rewards are reserved for altruistic acts, like saving many people from death, endangering one's own life to help others, and self-sacrifice. And before you answer, I've got the answer. Because! Don't need anything wow. else! Play the good guys! Wow. What's wrong with you? All right. Well,
1: I mean... I have a little small thing. I'm sure you've probably got a treatise you want to give out, but <laughs> we got to. machine gunning down little bad guys is, is a lot harder than, than saving somebody in that, in, in that altruistic moment. It, it's as a role play thing, right? In a game that's being in the right place, at the right time. Sometimes that's hard. Even if you're just
3: doing it for the number of experience points you can get. But anyways. So, so when I started doing role playing games, there were also often called heroic adventure and heroes tend to be, well, good guys, and, um, you know, same thing, you know, my background's comic books and mythology, and, you know, the guys you really root for are are the good guys, and we Mm want to encourage good behavior, smart behavior, teamwork, bad guys tend not to give a shit about any of that. Now, as a game master, I play bad guys all the time, and they're lots of fun, but... As players, I I, I don't want to advocate you go into a village and you loot it and you rape the women and steal the cattle so the rest of the village that you leave behind, the villagers you leave behind are going to starve in the winter. Um, That's not really fun or cool. Um, (laughs) I don't want to advocate that kind of selfish shit. Um, Ironically, I actually had spent this is in the early 90s. I had this idea to write basically a, a gangster role-playing game you were playing the gangster and you'd be all these bad guys and after a while it just got really brutal and ugly and depressing and I'm like why am I wasting my time on this garbage um, you know they might make good villains for a reason but villains are not what we're working on. we're playing heroes and adventurers and you know yeah the focus is good guys
0: do you think that a lot of games have somehow intentionally gotten away from that? I don't want to call it moral relativism because that gets into weird areas that become uncomfortable to talk about. But I, like Forbidden Lands, I love Forbidden Lands as a game, but it's touted as you're not heroes. You're just trying to survive. Now, the reason why I love it is because it does have survival mechanics in it. It isn't like just a tagline to to allow you to go out and be a jerk. No, you actually have to make tough decisions sometimes. But I'm seeing more and more games. I mean, what's this one? Oh, it's covered now. But uh, it says like of mischief, you know, adventures of mischief and mayhem, and I and I think that there is something to what you said in in terms of like. I don't think that every group should always be heroes. There's nothing wrong with having the evil campaign. There's nothing wrong with having, you know, a little fun, you know, playing the raceland type characters or the, uh, the storm, well, Elric type characters and so forth. But ultimately the main theme of the game should be heroism. I mean, that's what most of our movies are about. That's what most of our t- television shows are about stories, you know, uh, books, whatever, going all the way back to mythology. Yep. So, so what do you, what do you think?
1: I was going to say just something I was thinking about this. I mean, that just, demonstrates a character's humanity. And I mean, I, I, I to think of something right now, but I mean, there are actually plenty of villains that you, you know, they are humanized in comics or movies when they do something altruistic for one of their allies. Right. Um, so just because you have a reward there doesn't mean that the players couldn't be a holes that are out there, you know, just completing a contract because they get the money. But when one guy dives in front of the bullet for the other one, that's still just good storytelling and characterization. So, um, and 200 not, not experience to, points. Not to undermine what Kevin was saying or why he designed it that way, but even if you're playing anti-heroes, like I think Riddick is a great example, right? Mm-hmm. Chronicles mm-hmm. Riddick. Yep. So you've got this anti-hero, yep. but he's
3: like, dang it, I got to do something about this, right? Yeah, at worst, in, 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 in my game system, he's either anarchist or... Aberrant. Aberrant is evil, with a code of honor. He has a certain code right. of honor. He's got right. certain lines he's not going to cross.
2: Right. That, that was my example in my in my uh, how to play a mix alignment group. If you're evil, play aberrant.
0: Yeah, they, they call call really the cop to, out I alignment mean, because
2: because yeah. uh, it's an easy one to play where you can do whatever you want, but you still kind of kind yeah. of have a code. But but you you can you can still walk within the lines yeah. of the group. You know, but still <laughs> have your own way, but not go so far out as the group is pissed at you. You know, it's the easy, easy evil.
3: Yeah. Well, I, I've had players also play miscreant, um, sure. you know, which is you know selfish evil. Um, but they don't last after a while because inevitably they're going to cross. Yeah. A team member.
2: Diabolical like and, team and, member and, 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 and and miscreant are hard long term. They are hard long term. Absolutely. That that that's why. Just like in real life, yeah. I said, don't. (laughs) I mean, come on, right
3: now. If one of us screwed the other, you know, you're not going to say, "Well, you know, that's just who he is." You're going to say, "God damn!"
2: Right. I mean well, people, people who are, I like that i gonna associate with that guy or I right. want to punch the shit out of him mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, the at best he, case scenario for, for the for for you is you get to you get to beat the shit out of out of that guy and never see him again. Worst case, That's you get to walk case. away and never see him again. Either way, that that uh that uh, uh that diabolical evil bastard is out of the group. He's out of the group. Well they, they, they right. in right. real life
1: they're quickly shunned from society because yeah. of the yeah. repercussions. Remember, we yeah. talked yes. about you know yes. repercussions for actions for players yeah. uh, same thing happens in real life man if you're if someone's really truly like the, the definition of diabolical or miscreant they have to hide it to yeah. function and be able to mingle mm-hmm. in society and that's their the danger. goal they're the wolf yeah. in sheep's clothing yeah right yeah. their goal and, is and, to amass and, and enough they might power. to move to move on right like like con men they gotta move on yeah. to the next yep next town because they burned all their bridges and everybody knows they are and the, the laws after them. And if they get, if the gets picked up, they're dead men. Right.
2: So yeah. they, they have to learn to amass enough power to become a warlord so they can be their real selves.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, right. Well, it's, it's like I was saying to those people who are arguing with me, it's like, just because somebody's a jerk or you don't like them or even has a different worldview doesn't make that person evil. And of course, they didn't agree with that. But I mean, like where I work on one hand, I have a a, a truly hardcore Baptist lives as he, you know, I would put him in the principled alignment because he practices what he preaches and so forth. But he's got a worldview. On the other hand, there's a girl who checks, checks all those other boxes and uh i don't think she's evil i don't think he's evil even though you put them, i mean putting them together is like matter and anti-matter but <laughs> neither of them are evil because neither of them want to hurt other people no none of them if we go down those 14 points there will openly try to steal from somebody else none of them will you know try to shoot somebody you know yada yada you know, there is really a definition that you put in those alignments that states this is what evil is if given the opportunity nobody's looking I don't believe either one of them would randomly shoot or I wouldn't even say randomly would shoot somebody.
2: Sure. They're or not no, you know, murderers. You know,
0: yeah, right. I, it's just a different worldview. And what yeah. these people are arguing, Oh, you've never had to work with an asshole before. Have you asshole doesn't mean evil. I worked with a lot of good people that are, that are assholes.
2: So I yeah. said, I mean, I mean, what, <laughs> what? Okay. Well, okay, fine. Ah. You know, what, what, whatever. I'm going to turn into the skid. I was going to let this one go. But I'm not going to do it now. Here we go. Nerdy Ogre with a, with a super hot take on this one. Uh-oh. One thing I tell people when they go on their CSR, the good guys rant, you can't protect humanity by sacrificing your humanity. Bullshit. <laughs> here's, here's your problem, Nerdy Ogre. Here's your main problem. And it's mental. You, you have a stumbling block on this one thing. If you define humanity as a set of moral codes, you're a fool. If you define humanity by all humans put together, then you're on the right track. That's exactly why the CS are the good guys. They're protecting humanity, not some moral, moral code that can vary between region and region. No. If you're human, you are part of the collective called humanity. If you're not, you're dead well and and human, that's it. humanity
1: and humanist are not the same thing either
2: exactly right. exactly no it is it is not a way of life it is not a moral code it is either you are human or you are not if you are He's not, humanist
0: you
2: are not human. <laughs> I'm a humanist if you are human you are part of humanity and therefore deserve to be protected. If you God. are not, then why can you are we put Heathen Dog
0: here? as the new emperor of uh, Empire yeah, Humanity?
2: I'm <laughs> <laughs> just gonna get a new head
0: of propaganda. Transcribe <laughs> this. We can put
1: it in the next world book. Yeah. <laughs> All right, there you go. I'm
0: gonna That's skip good. a couple questions here because uh, we're hitting like a three hour mark. So uh, yeah, but, uh, but there but there are there are a couple here that I think would be interesting just to hear you guys talk about. One of them was quotes unleash your imagination and the other quote you're limited only by your imagination divine define the very spirit of palladium what do these statements mean to each of you though when you hear them or when you write them or when you you know, acknowledge them what, what do they mean to
3: you okay i mean to me i mean pretty much what they say is 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 what they mean i mean i uh I always joke around and say I I suffer from an overactive imagination. Everything gives me ideas. I love stories of every kind since I was, since I was little, I I, I love movies and cartoons and anime and comic books and novels and live theater. And I just love stories. I love using your imagination to solve problems and to create new stories and to create heroes and, I just, you know, and you really are limited by your imagination. Uh, I've got a bumper sticker taped to my door that is a quote from Einstein that says imagination is more important than knowledge Um, because imagination applies to everything, not just great story. I mean, that's how I apply it. That's how we apply it in telling these awesome stories and making fun, exciting games and worlds and adventure, but imagination is the source of everything every scientific plan every every idea every machine that's ever been built with someone saying hey you know these round stones roll what if we drill a hole in there and you know how do we how can we do that oh we'll create some kind of axis and then we got a wheelbarrow and 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 then that went on to all these other things it's imagination and, and it just and I just love to get people thinking and and using their imagination. I, I get so pumped up when I meet people like, you know, Ross and Marshall Thurber, uh, the well-known writer director. You know, when he told me, you know, it was playing your games that made me realize I want to be a storyteller. And I'm like, oh, that's great. That's awesome.
1: You know,
2: uh, uh, he didn't react
1: the same way when I told him the same thing. No, <laughs> I
3: want
2: to be a storyteller. Get. Check who the
3: fuck are you? Out of
2: here! Riders are losers? Uh You saw it it here first.
0: The rift is forming between them.
2: (laughs) No, hang on, hang on. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, add on to that, to that sentiment about imagination. Uh, imagination is the most important thing when you have no knowledge to stand on. But imagination standing on top of knowledge is what reaches new heights. That, that's every scientific achievement that has ever been, except the first one was done because the new stood upon the knowledge of the old to create something bigger. Yeah So that's, that's why you guys do all the research, those hundreds of yes, books you're talking I was about, about. To say you that. Are standing on top of knowledge. But to, to reach higher, imagination is required. I, I, just, I get
1: it. I think it's a really fascinating point. You know, if you think about a lot of people, I, I have a friend like this. He's a great guy. But, you know, science is his religion. But the thing is, is science is always evolving and growing. Mm-hmm. Our understanding is always growing. If you are a scientist and you don't have an imagination, you can't think outside of what you already know is the known block of knowledge, you would never be able to be a good scientist. You couldn't make yeah. any advances or discoveries, right? Yeah. I mean, a hundred years ago, we look at those guys and we're like, wow, what what schmoes? They believed X, Y, Z, right? Thousand years ago, you know, 10,000 years ago. But look at what what do you think things are gonna be like in a hundred years from now? Yeah. They're gonna look back and be like,
2: wow, what schmoes? I can't believe exactly. they believe this. in their society, right, yeah. Science oh. is a method. Yes. Science is a process. It's that's fun, why I yeah, hated that trust the science. science. People don't,
0: still say it trust the science. There's no, no the, the science.
2: science. Trust <laughs> the process. Yes. The, the, right. the process of hypothesis, testing, and theory. You so, keep yeah. doing it till so, you keep throwing shit at the wall till something sticks. That thing is objectively true. Right. And, and then you move on. Yeah. You yeah. now have I new have, knowledge.
1: Right, and Einstein had to have been super open-minded to yep. conceive of a
2: completely yep. revolutionary paradigm, right? But to do so. that, he also had to absorb everything that had been written before to realize it Absolutely. was yep. not, at all, not all that was there. Or
1: what
3: needed to be tested. Exactly,
2: what process. needed to be taken away or added onto to make it more realistic, to make well, it and, more and, reality.
3: And Sean mentioned thinking outside the box, but there's also, it's very undermined Thinking inside the box when you have a challenge and it's like, well, how we need to do this. How do we make it fit within and work within these this, parameters, right. this budget, our capabilities? And, and again, you have to use your imagination to figure this stuff out. Yes, yeah, right. build on tight robotics was a tight walk.
1: Right, right, right on that level, because it's like, well, how do we keep things themed to the What's been happening with Archie and Hagon over these, you know, over that, well, over 384 pages or whatever. And how Um, does
2: it grow from what was already written? Exactly. exactly. Thinking outside the box is a is a is a fun thing people like to say. But if you don't understand the box. You're you're just thinking bullshit.
0: Well, that that goes back to what I like to say is like I I I, it's not that I disagree with what you guys are saying, but I think imagination can be a bad thing. Imagine to me it's not about because people say, well, if it's it's possible, well, all things are possible in somebody's imagination. I'm more concerned about what's plausible and what's probable. Imagination can can
2: help, but at some point imagination becomes clown shoes. It does. does. You, You have to know what's you know, which direction to go in your imagination. And the only way to do that is with knowledge. It really, oh, you have to have a Right, right. And that, that's what
0: I was going to say, is yeah, when, exactly. when you have the knowledge or in the case of a game, when you have a source book, yeah. a, a setting, it's one of the reasons why I say setting first, game second, players third, you know, Gygax had a different or, order for that, but uh, that setting defines all the rest of it. That puts that, knowledge for you now from within that box you know the other thing that i say is like a coloring book i don't care if you stipple crosshatch uh markers pencils black i I don't care how you do it stay within the lines that's That's all i'm asking you do Do it however you want
2: stay what's that that's what the lines are for if you don't want to draw a butterfly little girl then have a start with a blank page don't mess up someone's art with with your level, I'm gonna turn the butterfly into a dragon. Just draw a dragon, Stacy. <laughs> you can use you can use mud. You can use blood from what?
0: your fingertip. What? I don't care. We're but Shut up. <laughs> uh, an open
1: mind, an, an open mind is like a fortress with its gate open and unguarded. <laughs> Anyways, um, no, the other thing I think I want to say along with that is, um, we went and saw the sound, the sound of Freedom, and it was mm. uh, one of the things they said at, at the end of the movie is this um there's no one more powerful than the storyteller mm-hmm. and you know that doesn't just mean us it means everybody because when role playing that's a cooperative story you're telling with the game master the players it's really powerful stuff um and, and just just yeah, keep that in mind and 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 don't let yourself be limited and 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 along with that um there's a lot of i mean i went to when i went back to school after the air force i went to the university of texas in dallas where they have um, the arts and technology program that i w- I went through schooling in, And then also they have all this uh, cognitive um, research and uh, and a lot of therapy, behavioral therapies and stuff that are being researched. And that's the other thing that's amazing about role playing is it stepping outside yourself, become put yourself in that role, playing that role playing. I mean, that's a great way to experience a totally different reality. And that can be therapeutic and it can help you relax and nope, bring joy nope, and nope. create un, unforgettable experiences. So nope. nope Ix, uh,
2: no. on on the air They. Nope, no, nope. no. Nope. Too many, too, too, too many uh, mental, mental midgets out there are, are using role playing nowadays as their therapy session. And they, they can all suck a dick. Well, no, nope. no, no. no. <laughs> That
1: when they when they use it therapeutically, it's with therapists.
2: Yeah, no, right. no, no. They expect me to be to be their three. there, there is a train of, of thought out there, and one what of the is things we talk, just
1: even begin with. I wouldn't ever come to you for that heathen dog. Don't worry. No, me. no,
2: you wouldn't. You <laughs> be, be, because because number number one, you you know the audience, and no, number number two, uh, it's not my damn job to be your therapist. Be a therapist? It's not. No, so no, and I'm not be, suggesting get your, get I'm your not therapy out of my now. game. role-playing
0: has been used in therapy for long before Gygax wrote the first, you know, tabletop role-playing
2: game, whatever. Tell me where the – show me on the doll where he touched you. Okay, yeah.
0: What what we say here – is that uh, role-playing games can be therapeutic? I can tell you that there's some catharsis in playing a role-playing game I when know. I was growing up with my family environment and so on and so forth. Don't get me wrong, but I never looked at my dungeon master or game master and said that's my therapist, or even expected that person to care about anything that was going on in my life. Well, that's, the game. that's
1: an unfair assumption or expectation. Or right, burden. but, but that
0: is out there now, and there are books written on that yes. topic saying that game yes. masters and it's dungeon masters thing. need to be more aware of these psychological no. yada yada. I I don't
2: i don't check yourself in, into a loony bin okay I'm <laughs> not not, are, are you paying me two hundred dollars an hour no f off get right. out hit hit obviously hit you box, have your crazy opinions face. on that <laughs> so he your <either laughs> dog you're that no, so how you not really feel yeah with mental disorders. <laughs> don't no, back, i don't buddy. respect people with mental disorders no So I have two more questions
0: (laughs) and then I just want to let everybody know out there, just in uh, in case they want to get over the edge. We have one giveaway so far. Uh, I think 20 more dollars will get us a second giveaway, Uh, but uh, then we'll do that. Then, then we'll wrap up. But I do want to make sure that Kevin and Sean, if there are any final thoughts that they want, you know, I know we did longer conversations before, but these guys are really busy right now. And as much as I love talking with them, (laughs) I think things are getting weird. Uh, But uh, uh, you know, they can stay as long as they want, but I want to knock these three things out and then we'll figure it out from there. And I'll obviously I'd like to talk to you guys for five minutes or so after the fact as well. Yeah. Um, so Sean, uh, by the way, if I didn't ask your question, I apologize, but I can't ask literally all of them. You know how to contact them through the website. (laughs) So this one's for Sean specifically. Sure. Are you also a fan of comics like Kevin? And is there a comic that really stood out and captured your imagination?
1: Well, I'm not as big a fan of comics as Kevin. I mean, he's a pretty big comic fan. But the funny thing is, is, he's kind of dragging back into it. Um, we, we do go, I do go to the comic book shop with him a lot um, now. And um, the, the, the comic that I was really, really big into as a kid was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, I ran into them, you know, as a kid with the
0: cartoon was my first contact. And then... Um, when you saw the real show, were you disappointed that it wasn't like the cartoon or happier for it?
1: What? What's that? The, the you mean the movie? Well,
0: well, you say you said the cartoon, right? The TV show? Yeah, yeah, I saw, yeah. The, tar- I yeah. saw the cartoon. saw the movie. Then I encountered the graphic novel. Yeah. So the graphic novel. I mean, those are not those are not the same thing. They're not the same. Yeah. I mean, it's the same characters. But- I I only say that because I got really irked with the TMNT game. You know, the picture you got in the back of your wall there, um, because people would think that it was like the cartoon. I'm like, no, right. no, 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 no. no. <laughs>
3: that's what killed the game is it got kind of kidified in my term and our sales just went down because they didn't the mass audience didn't recognize right the original turtles now my experience was the opposite because i got into the graphic novels
1: um my uncle mark gave me um some of the graphic novels and i was like this is so cool and so i think i traded away some battle tech stuff I don't remember what I traded away. It was something really. Oh, no, no. I traded some of the graphic novels for the RPG. RPG. That's what I think it was. But, anyways, um, that's how I, I, you know, I was a poor kid. I just traded stuff to get what I wanted. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, that for me, that was. Um, I, I got into uh, um, Spawn for a little while. Okay. Um, I, I, I liked Iron Man and Captain America, but I wasn't one of those people that, like, collected all their comics or Thor. You know, I, I had a few of those comics sitting around and somewhere. you loved Last Ronin. I love Last Ronin. So, really, I would say that if if there's a comic, it's really the Turtles um, that I'm I'm really, really into. They always just kind of struck my fancy. And they have the that kind of, I don't know, there's so much playful vibe with all the different characters and stuff. I really enjoy that kind of ensemble storytelling, I guess, um, which fits with being a uh uh (laughs) right a role player i guess um but uh yeah i'm not as big i do have a lot of respect for um for comic book artists though and uh writers um so yeah what about hunger and dusk hunger and dusk is pretty cool kevin uh got the first issue of that and showed it to me and i'm um if you if you want to go check out a cool new comic hunger and dusk is 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 pretty cool, but I really like the Last Ronin. I like what IDW's in general has done with, um, you know, the, Kevin Eastman with rebooting the Turtles, um, with IDW. Um, with but, the exception
0: uh, yeah. of this, I I have not looked at any of the new Turtles stuff with uh, Eastman Laird being back, but uh, I probably but should. Not
1: back. It's just Eastman. Oh, is it just Eastman? Oh well, okay. well, oh, well, the Last Ronin. I mean, I mean, I meant the IDW reboot. I don't mean the Last oh, Ronin. So, okay, it, so that is just Eastman. It, well. The okay. the last Ronin is Eastman oh, and Laird, yeah. right? But Eastman basically executed recently, right? And, and,
3: so, and Kevin Eastman is the guy who's most active
1: with, with the, the current
3: style. comic books and okay. doing covers and offering story ideas and plots and things.
1: Yeah, I just don't think that yeah. Laird was involved with the IDW Turtle Ninja Turtles reboot that they did gotcha. a few years ago. Just to be clear. Okay. All okay. right.
0: And then for Kevin, man, there are a ton of questions for you. I'm, I'm narrowing it down to one. Um, because I, I think this one's very interesting and says a lot about Palladium books as well. So you have some in-game groups, locations, and so forth. Name for real people that influence Palladium books. Like the city of Wuchek, clan, yep. I can't say the name, uh, Mark Innocent. Yep, if I said that right. right. Um, yep. Do you have anything in the works for
3: Mr. Rosenstein? <laughs> well if it's going to be a surprise to him i can't say oh, yeah. not robertson rosenstein julius. oh julius Rosenstein. yes julius yes oh yeah yeah there's got to be something absolutely probably it's got to be in fantasy too it's uh yeah. so
0: sometime in the future people That's can sorry. expect that and 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 i mean that i think that says a lot for you as a creator, as a friend, as a business partner, as as a professional, all of the above, that you know th- you honor the people in a way that I would guess they would want to be honored considering they've worked for you for this many years. this is They put their blood, sweat, and tears into this stuff. So to ha- to be put into one. I know Heathen Dog and I have a story, and I'm not trying to make light of this at all, where we had the opportunity to be put into a book, except for I ruined it by letting them know that I was on the, the playtest team. Uh <laughs> so uh you remember the earth Don
2: I do yeah, so and, uh, and you are you are already immortalized in a in a video game as a dirty oh. elf remember oh yeah, yeah yeah
0: well that game's only going to last for so long so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well it,
2: it is it's
3: it's cool, it's a nice thing to do i uh when we were doing Robotech um you know Richard Burke was the guy who really turned me on to Robotech and so I made him a character in like one of the first source books. And then the guys who were writing the novels took him and carried that character on. Oh, he nice. was
2: just like thrilled out of his mind. And I it was like, too, yeah. oh, cool. <laughs> how cool. How many different mediums can I be in, in, in a different universe? This is awesome. If there's a movie, you know what? DiCaprio is playing Burke, bitch. That's how it works. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to toss out a couple other
3: quickies, Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, questions? Okay, that's
0: good, because uh, I just put a note out for everybody. Uh, If you want to be in the giveaway, post a comment. An emoji now. I'm going to start yanking names and getting you guys into the uh, giveaway. Uh, Let's see, for Kevin, let's see, what do we got here? Have there been any histories or summaries of your Defilers campaign published?
3: No, but but I, I would like to. The problem is, you know, time. You know, I, I've also had people ask me to write a history of palladium and again time.
2: Okay, fair enough.
3: Uh,
0: let's see uh if you could visit any realm in any of your games and of course return safe and sound, where <laughs> would you choose to visit and why and what would you steal?
3: <laughs> what would you, ah! would you come home with? Take <laughs> this souvenir. Man, that that that's that's a tough one. Um because I, because
2: I, I, you I, said survive, right? So <laughs> that eliminates some of them right there.
3: <laughs> um man, that that that's that's a tough one. Um it's like sort of like asking, you know, who's your favorite kid. Yeah, right. Um yeah, man, that's you know, fantasy seemed like the top thing that came into my head, but you know, there are places in rifts and there's places in uh uh you know, Heroes Unlimited and there's just lots of lots of places. I I can't really I can't really answer that one.
2: Well I'll I'll help you out. I'll answer for you. Heroes Unlimited. There it is. Uh rips is too dangerous. Uh Palladium fantasy. We are as a society too soft <laughs> to actually survive in a in a in a fantasy medieval environment. And rips is That's just murder. Sure it just murder us in the first 24 hours. If you survived, it would be, (laughs) it would be beautiful. But, uh, uh, heroes unlimited, you have the best chance of surviving it. And what you would bring back would be that super solar generator technology. That crap was awesome. That was awesome. That's great. Oh man. I'd make bank coming back with that thing. That'd be great. Elon Musk. Suck it. He's, He's, he's my shoe boy. (laughs) (laughs)
0: all right sorry i'm cycling cycling out some names here uh people i got a bunch of comments saying they'd love to see you run a game i know sean's run uh games using the the savage riffs uh rules is there ever a chance of somebody catching you uh run a game even if it's uh instead of online like just videotaped you know in person seeing you run a game
3: i mean maybe We, we actually taped a few but the tapes were uh bad so yeah, we didn't like, like, like how they turned out, huh? <laughs> yeah. what the sound was like terrible. And it's like, we didn't know what the hell we were doing. Nah, fair. All right. Let me get to the bottom of this. And
0: I hate this aspect because either that I have to do it this way. Otherwise we're going to have member six month <laughs> being, uh, getting, there we go. All right. So we're giving out two $25 gift cards from palladium books, uh, store. Here's the deal. Oh, you know what? I see two new names on here. You got in just under the gun. I'm going to copy this one more time. Uh, here's the deal. You have to be able to send me your email address. So you're either on my Discord or some other way you are able to verify you are you. If your Discord name and your YouTube name don't match, uh, you're going to have to again find a way of
2: verifying I mean, you are
0: you. Yeah. Uh, so let me get the rest of these out of here.
2: Pink, pinky fingers or five pints of blood will be required.
0: <laughs> yeah, your your genetic uh, marker from is uh, it Twenty Three and Me? <laughs> uh, and I have duplicate names removed, so just because you see somebody's name in here twice, doesn't mean that person can win twice. Uh, God, the delete button has stopped working. <laughs> and boom, boom.
2: Yeah, for, for the whole Heroes Unlimited thing, I was going to say, oh, bringing back a micro fusion generator would be awesome. No, people just turn that into a bomb. Yeah. <laughs> they just turn that into a bomb. No, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to be the, the, the grandfather of the fusion bomb. You know, oh, <laughs> Even Dog started World War Three because he invented the fusion bomb. No, I invented fusion. I don't, I don't know, know. For
0: somebody who loves his fusion blocks,
2: I th- hey hey, fusion. Bl- hey, if someone else already made the bomb, I'm not going <laughs> to, like, oh, I'm not going to use that. No, it's useful. It's a useful thing. I didn't make it. I'm just using it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Shut up. But, uh, but that, that super solar generator thing where it works whenever the sun's out no matter what, and then for like four or six hours after the sun goes down, it still works. Man, I want that. <laughs> I, I could sell the shit out of that. <laughs> I really could.
0: Good. All right. Here we go. And let me put this on the screen for everybody so you can see that I'm not lying. much. At least not this time. Right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So names are in the list. If your name didn't make it, I copy and paste that thing like six times. So if your name did not make it to the list, you were really slow. So uh, Wheel of Names is down here. Those are the people who have the opportunity to win, which isn't nearly as many people as we have watching, but hey, that, it is what it is. And it should pick two of them because we have two winners, right? Uh, wheel setting, remove selected name after. If not, I'll just run it twice. So here we go. And the first person to win,
2: Flady. Oh, Flady won. Hey, Flady won.
0: Job. And Flady knows how to get a hold of me, and I know how to verify it's Flady. So uh, that that's an easy one. Did I get a second name? I did not get a second you name. Did not. Okay, that's fine. I thought it was going to do two at one time, but we'll just click the pick new name button. And, uh, okay, his I was, guess. His
2: name was removed. I can tell.
0: Yeah. Wow. Legion, of... okay, I don't get to... I won! <laughs> Apparently, Yay, I missed one I of those. It. I missed one of those when I took it out. Okay, hold on. Here.
2: Damn it! Come on, no. man. I and six
0: this nation, thing. thirty-one kings. There we go. Oh both yeah, th-
2: six nations. Congratulations. Wow, that, I didn't mean that to happen, but it did.
0: <laughs> ah! Lady. So you both. Uh, i uh, I need your email addresses. So don't don't post it publicly, please. But uh, I'll send you. What I will do is I will order the gift certificate and then send you the email. Uh, through the Palladium store site, and I'll also send the instructions because apparently it can be confusing or something to to get those things. So I'll send the instructions as well. They're right there. But uh, congratulations to you two. Hopefully, we see a hundred people typing hacks in in there. Actually, uh, no. It's
2: surprisingly very simple. Kind of, internet weirdos, are you?
0: You can't even type in hacks know, or rigged. Right? <laughs> so, so
2: just nerdy ogre.
0: Just well, you know, and he knows. It was just
2: fix. <laughs> Fix. Okay. <laughs> like And, and th- that could be like, Max, you just you're just inept. Stop it.: It could huh. be. It could. Which, is, which is true.
0: Okay.: All true. Baldahar's over there giving you crap on Twitch, uh, Twitch but uh, so Kevin Sean, uh, as always, I uh, really appreciate you guys being here. If there's anything that you want to finalize here, I mean, I'm not kicking you off the show right now, but uh, I, I want to personally thank you for being here. I'm glad we could make it happen this time. I absolutely think that this Titan robotic stuff is freaking amazing uh you know and i'll be saying that next week even when you're not on the show because I, I really do like how it's uh how it's put together how it's presented how the package it, like everything other than you know the ups driver kicking it you
1: know <laughs> uh, yeah. and we put it in two boxes so put it in two
0: boxes that was awesome you know that the extra you know 90 cents for that cardboard uh, i'm glad my kickstarter backer went to something <laughs> no but i really do oh. I, I i appreciate what Burr. hey man they can take it they're good it wasn't even a good joke but uh joke, I liked it. <laughs> but uh no, I, I think that's good stuff. Um look forward to hearing about your exploits at Gen Con, you know, the week after. If you want to come back, tell us what happened at Gen Con. I mean you can sleep through the stream, it's okay. Uh you know, but uh no, we really do I can't talk. We really do appreciate you guys being here and uh i l can't wait to have you guys on again. So hurry up with another Kickstarter or just tell me you want to come back. I don't care if you say like, hey, we want to shill something come on in <laughs> like, oh,
2: yeah. you're, you're not manscaped but it'll do
0: <laughs> yeah. and the, the, the reason is is as is, is I, I say this because i don't say this a lot about people but talking with kevin and sean is like talking with heathen dog or a lot of you other gamer nerds out there they're gamer nerds first it's not like talking to a politician or a businessman or somebody who's like i gotta sit here and do my thing No we talk like gamer nerds and i absolutely makes the conversation a lot easier so i don't have to be like okay question number 3 is in fact i feel weird when i am asking the questions because i have a list of questions to do because it's not conversational anymore and these guys are great at the conversation side of it so
3: but uh sad but true we are gaming nerds <laughs> yeah, there it is you know, back back in the
0: '80s, I would have been like, "No, don't say that, man." Now it's like people are like wearing it, like, "Look at me, I'm a gamer nerd." Like, no, you're not. You <laughs> didn't go through the satanic panic, yeah. and you didn't deal with being
2: shoved in lockers or hung up on a flagpole. Shut up. <laughs> or hung up on a flagpole. <laughs> that that happened. It happened to him. Yeah. Yep. I'm not saying he went all the way
0: up.
3: Uh, I went pretty high up,
0: and my but... belt loop
3: broke. Yeah. But, uh, but, but yeah, we are pretty swamped with ge- getting ready for gen cam. So right. we will have to, uh, um... and, and prepare, you know, there's, you know, we got, I think all the Titan
1: robotics except for a couple of packages around.
3: Um, yeah. All the packages are out except for actually a couple of your guys. Yeah. Like, um,
1: my parents are waiting for theirs. Yeah. So ah. we're throwing a node. And you okay. know, there's a few of the ones that we pulled aside and we're like, you know, Oh, well, let's give them an extra note or, yeah. you know, an extra deck of cards or art prints or something. But, uh,
3: um but I, yeah I, other than those like five they're they're all gone um you know our our, our out of country backers it's on the way it's it's out it's been sent to uh galaxy. the 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 shipping
2: ireland australia all, yeah it, and do wherever the hell you live. Think, it's on its way
3: a few weeks to, before it's actually shipped out to them in the post but uh it's coming and it's worth the wait and you got Way cheaper shipping up than other ones, right? So, way a little bit of a way, but
1: well, some I'm... some of
2: those countries still use mules, so you know, <laughs>
0: <cheaper>. <laughs> <laughs> Doug, any, any final words, any words of wisdom you want to give the folks out here before I hit the outro?
1: Um, I, I, I just want to say thanks to everyone for their support. Um, I know that it was, you know, a new guy along for the ride, um, a new thing for a lot of our fans to be jumping in and backing us on yeah. Kickstarter. But um, that was really important for a lot of reasons to yep. me and to Kevin. And um, it was a, you know, I had done them with the Pinnacle folks, um, but it was different doing it all and figuring out how we do all of that for Palladium, you know, and, and for our unique audience. But it's been a really amazing experience to be able to interact with the fans, give them the updates, deliver yep. the stuff. Um, we're really proud of the products. And um, um, we're just really stoked about everything. So we appreciate everyone's support. And uh, it really, it really helps us um, run the strongest business we can, um, so that we can keep Palladium going, right? Um, so again, we appreciate everyone's support. Uh, if you haven't gotten Titan Robotics yet, um, if you haven't gotten Yin Sloth Jungles Revised and Expanded, you can get them now. Uh, we'll have Cyberworks Collection up soon uh, after we get back from Gen Con. Um, we're gonna, we'd love to see you guys at Gen Con. Uh I, I, I yeah, love if you're gonna be there. Grants. Yeah, please swing so, by do not hesitate to ask us to yeah. sign things.
0: Yeah. Make um, sure you tell them Legion Myth sent you. I want a whole long line of people to just say Legion Myth, Legion Mith, Legion of Myth. Make no
2: them feel, make myth, them feel like they have to probably, come back. We're gonna be like,
1: no, sorry, I can't call on your show. Apparently no one gives crap about you guys. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just
2: you just set us up for failure, douchebag. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what? Hard times make strong men.
0: That's what I'm
1: right?
2: going
0: with. <laughs> but I, the other thing is, is there's some stuff that we can't quite <coughs>
1: announce yet that we're super stoked about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And so there's some there's some other things where, you know, we're saying, oh, we got we got a, we got a solution for that. Well, um, you know, as you've seen, a lot of these things happen. And again, it's it's like it's like swimming through molasses sometimes. Yeah. We Sometimes it's just force of will, sheer force of will for me and Kevin and the rest of the, the, the crew here supporting us to make things happen. Yeah. But we are, yeah. and um, I think that this is the beginning of yeah, we're like, gonna be blowing minds. the next five, ten years yeah. of dominance for Palladium. Um, but uh, we'll definitely let you guys know when we're ready to make some of those yeah. announcements. Um, some Great. of them are going to sound mundane, but they're super important. Other ones you'll be like, Whoa! Oh, so, um, <laughs> well,
0: if it's this show, we're gonna be like mundane, that's great. The super, like, yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> well, <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: well, you know, yeah, so, we're uh, like, oh my god, it's mind
3: blowing. Nah, I
2: saw it coming.
3: Oh, well, yeah, well, we figured <laughs> that was coming,
2: Sean. Come on, it. be
3: honest. So, um, yeah, in fact, when we make the big announcement, we're not gonna tell you ahead of time so we can that's see fine. your reaction.
4: Oh, yeah, that day, hey, oh, yeah, no,
3: I, I'm open <laughs> that's to that. East side news, we'll just Get be out like, out of here. Get out. yeah, they might just go,
2: they're
0: like, yeah. Sean and Kevin are sitting, they're like, this was big a
2: big announcement. We're call, like guys, this is really cool. <laughs> well, it's it's I'm glad that you think it's cool. I I really am. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's the difference. Me, I'll try to tap dance around and be like, oh yeah, you know, actually, I thought that was pretty cool. You know, it'd
0: be interesting to do this. Heathen Dog's like, Why are you wasting everybody's time? <laughs> yeah. Get, get to the point. Right. All right. <clears throat> Ethan Dog. <laughs> tell the people what they should get from the show, and then I'm gonna head us out of here
3: oh i mean we got everything that was in the kickstarter will be available while supplies last um the limited editions are very limited so some of that stuff could sell out at at gen con um the new yin sloth jungles is awesome but they haven't gotten um manhunters i need to get it Yeah, uh, man is awesome. uh something i think that's kind of flew under the radar was uh for those looking for first edition type things we did a uh, um foil cover version of uh, the original beyond the supernatural Mm -hmm. and playing fantasy fantasy selling like crazy. It's, I'm honestly, I'm a little surprised by that, but our discord loves first edition palladium fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. And it, our sales show it. (laughs) (laughs) And then just, you know, keep the faith, you know, if you're coming to Junction, seriously, stop by and say, hi, we're happy to sign autographs. Um, you know, have a good time, have a safe trip. And those of you who can't make it, you know, game on, man. Unleash those imaginations. I don't care what heathen dog says. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your imagination to
2: yourself, touchy-feely boy. <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right, everybody, thank you for being
0: here. Once again, thank, uh, thank Sean and Kevin for being here. You can really thank them by going to playdiumstore.com and, you know, I'm buying a thing or two. For the two folks who owe me uh email addresses hopefully you can send those to me on discord again i generally know who you guys are or i wrote down your names i know who you are we can talk on a friday or something maybe i'll bring you in a stream or or whatever you can send it in private chat here but either way i want to make sure you do get your 25 dollar gift certificates to the palladium store and with that i want to thank everybody have a great weekend and next week we'll be back on schedule talking about mutant elysium and heathen dog do you have idea what you're talking about next week yet
2: I'm uh, I'm talking about nothing because I'm not going to be here.
0: Oh, that's right. Next week is the week you're not here. So this is all about vacation. me. <laughs> instead of going
2: to GenCon, I'd have to I'd have to meet Sean and shake his oily hand. Whatever. No, instead I not want to shake that, your hand. No, there you go. No, he, he'd smack me in the head with a baseball bat. That's what that is. I, I, instead, I'm I'm going to Louisiana in August because I'm stupid.
0: <laughs> talking about oily hands. Yeah. Right? (laughs) All right, everybody. You have a great week.